Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Married Men Don't Talk Show. Phone lines are open right now, but this show is strictly for men only. We have only a few rules. They are no profanity, no politics, and no racial stuff. And this ain't Bible study. Tonight's topic is PSA. My name is Tony Hawkins. I'll be your host along with my co-host, Rodney and Darren. If you have something to say, please feel free to do so. Or if you prefer to just listen, that's fine as well. Please put your phone on mute and kindly mute your phone. How's everybody doing tonight? Everybody good? I'm good. Wonderful, wonderful. Good, 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 good. PSA. Most people confuse that with public service announcement. And um, hopefully when we're done, this does turn into a public service announcement for most of us. Tonight we're going to talk about men and going to the doctor. How to stay healthy, how to stay alive, how to be there for the family. The first question that I want to ask, just for anybody just to take a shot at it, how often should a healthy man get a checkup? Anybody take a stab at it? Once a year? Anybody else? Yes, I say once a year. About once a year? You said how often does a healthy man go get checked? Healthy man, healthy man. Because we're all healthy, right? We're all healthy. We all, you know, we, you know, put a little Robitussin alcohol on it and keep it moving. Well, if you're healthy, then you don't ever got to go to the hospital. You should never have to go? If you're healthy. I'm glad you said that, brother. Glad you said that. So let me ask you a question. Why do you think you should never have to go to the doctor if you feel as though you're healthy? Why do you say that? Because you're healthy. I mean, if you okay. want to give the doctors, you know, some of your money and you want uh, just want to waste some time, then, yeah, go ahead. You want to amuse somebody, then go ahead. But if you never get sick because you're healthy, why go? That makes sense. Anybody agree with that? I mean, if I if I don't if I don't need that from the grocery store, why walk around it? Yeah, but you always need something from the grocery store. You're gonna starve. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, if if you got all if your if your, your freezers are stocked, then why walk around in the grocery store? If you don't need a haircut, why go to the barbershop? Yeah, but we all have stuff in the in the in the freezer, and we still go to the grocery store. We find ourselves there, right? But the point is, I hear what you're saying, and it makes sense. But how do you really know that you're healthy internally just because you're not sick? You don't know. You don't. What's going on? You listening to it? Hello? Only you can listen to it if you call that number. Yeah. Hello? Hello? We good? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Darren, so how do you know... Yeah. You're healthy. How do you know that you're healthy? Because you know, I, I work out. I don't get sick. I don't catch cold. Uh, I don't. I don't have no, no joint pain. You know, I'm, 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 I'm a sex. I'm a sex. Sexomania, alcoholic, sexaholic, whatever you want to call it. You know, I don't have no erectile dysfunction. You know, uh, I drink water all the time. I soda. 
you know, uh, I don't know. It just, uh, it just, uh, it just living a healthy lifestyle. It doesn't seem like, um, I mean, nothing, nothing befalls on my body, and I keep praying and, and ask God to, you know, make sure this temple is taken care of as I do what I'm, I think I'm supposed to do. You know, sure. so I, I think I'm pretty healthy. Okay, okay. Let me ask you a question. What is what are the symptoms for stage one high blood pressure? I have no idea because I don't have it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my man. My man. <laughs> How do you know you don't? How do you know? If you don't know the symptoms. You know, I- well, I mean, I just told you I eat right. I don't eat salt. I know a contributor to it is eating a lot of, you know, salt, fatty foods, and pork. And, you know, I mean, I might have to go to the job shop as I come down from Georgia because I'm about to set these chitlins up. But when I, you know, after that, then I only get them once from here. But after that, I'm, uh, I'll probably get checked after that. So, you know. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Um, does anybody in your family have a high blood pressure? Anybody? Uh, uh, maybe. You know, my 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 dad died of. Yeah, what he died? He died. I don't remember how he died. He died kidneys. He he died of kidney failure, but but he he contributed to that by drinking a lot. You know, he drank a lot. So, you know, you know, yeah, just because he had kidney failure and needed kidneys from other people, do I? Do I uh, include that in my family history? I mean, you could, but that doesn't mean I'm going to get in unless I start drinking like a fish. No, no, no. But no. But I asked about high blood pressure. High blood pressure, I, oh, you... high blood pressure as well. My grandma got it, but, you know, she'd tell pork chop sandwiches and grip stuff every morning. Okay. What about what about your mom? My mom? Uh, Yeah, she passed out in KFC one time. She said she had high blood pressure. <laughs> You did okay. All right. What about any brothers or uncles? Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't go. I mean, not my brother. My, no, not my brothers. Uh, uncles, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Okay. See, the questions that I'm asking you are probably the questions that your doctor is going to ask you when you go for a checkup. But why are they trying to attach you to something or, or, or people that you don't uh, necessarily be, uh, you know, uh, operate like those people? Why, why would he try to associate you with something? Like that? I look, I don't know, man. They, you know, it, they check the family to see who died of what disease, what runs in your family, because you know it could, you could probably suffer from it too. I don't know how that works. Maybe somebody on the line knows how that works. I, I don't know how that works, but that's what they ask me all the time. What's my family history? Okay. Okay. I um um when I was hanging out with a friend of mine. And we were motorcycle riding. This was about 10 or 15 years ago. And I crashed on the motorcycle and broke my arm, right? Um, so I went to the doctor, the emergency room, and they took my blood pressure. My blood pressure was high. So the lady was like, well, you know, it's probably high because you might, you know, you had an accident and you're excited, yada, yada. I was like, okay, no problem. So then later on after that, I went to the doctor to get my checkup. Pressure was high again. So my doctor said, uh, whatever. Didn't think anything about it because I was healthy, in shape, just like you, working out, eating right. I'm not going to say I was eating right. 
I wasn't eating bread meat or pork at the time, but I did frequent McDonald's and Wendy's and ate some high saturated fat every now and then and dessert, a lot of that. So anyway, make a long story short. So maybe the third or fourth time when I went back to get my physical, depression was high again. Not crazy high, like stage one high. It was over 120. And I said to my doctor, I said, how come every time I come in here, you tell me my pressure's high? But then he said, well, i tell you what we'll do. I'm going to put you on a pill just to, you know, see if we can get it down or get it, you know. He wasn't concerned about the, the, the readings. He just noticed that it was elevated. So they gave me a pill, right? This is probably four years ago that I've been it. I'm still on pills today for high blood pressure. Now, to me, I was in shock because I was like, I'm not overweight. Um, I exercise. I don't have any symptoms. I don't have any headaches. I don't have any of that. You see what I'm saying? But I'm still got high blood pressure. Now, when I did the history, because I had to go back to my father and said, man, I got this, you know, and I'm blaming him. I'm like, why I got to take these pills, man? What did you do? Right? He had it. His father had it. My grandmother had it. My uncle had it. I mean, you, you just start naming people in my family. They all had high blood pressure. So I'm thinking, that's how I got it. But I would have never known had I not broken my arm. You see what I'm saying? So I went to the doctor on a fluke and found out. You know, so that's why I'm saying it's very important for us to just, you know, go get a checkup just to find out what it is. Right, Darren? You agree? Uh, well, I, I I agree in your in your situation when you're always on the run and you're always eating fast foods and eating a lot of desserts and high fat high saturated fat foods. Then you know, of course, you, you you're at risk. But if you eat if you're eating baked chicken salads and you know potato without salt and and all these other things, it's, it's, you know. It's no, I mean, if you go, I guarantee you it'll go down. But now let me ask you one question. Sure. Have you seen how much your insurance company pay for those high blood pressure pills? No. The doctor loves love people like you. So if you need a pill to come, you know, to, to keep your blood pressure down, then you're keeping them in business. But you're oh. choosing not to eat right. Mm. Uh-oh. Okay, um, I I just had a physical, right, not too long ago, and my doctor told me he has never seen cholesterol so low. So to okay, your point, so why I are you eat... still taking pills? Exactly. Exactly. So why do I still have high blood pressure? Because it's hereditary. There's nothing I can do about it at this point. I eat right. I still exercise. Like I told you, I don't eat pork, and I hardly ever eat red meat. Maybe once a month, if that. You know what I'm saying? Desserts, I keep that to the weekend only. And that's small stuff. So what is your blood pressure? Even with the pills, you mean to tell me you got high blood pressure? I, I have to take a pill to keep it um, managed, to keep it normal. So you, your blood pressure right now is 120 over 8? Probably right now, yeah. Just because you take a pill? Sure. It ain't got nothing. Now, if you eat, if you eat what you wanted to eat, high saturated fats during the week, and hamburgers every day, 
would that pill still keep your blood pressure down at 180? Or, I mean, uh, 120 over 80? I think, obviously, if I were to go ballistic with my diet, I would probably need a stronger pill. But just to keep the blood pressure at 120, you need you need a pill even though you're doing everything you're supposed to. Listen, listen. There was a time where I was in denial and I stopped taking the pills. I was like, I don't but need you this. Can't stop. You, can't, you, can't, you can't miss the system now. But what I'm saying it. is I... I did it. I weaned myself off of it, and I stopped taking. It. I was like, I ain't, I ain't doing this no more. I ain't gonna because I, I didn't, I didn't want to believe that I had to take a pill every day for the rest of my life. I was like, nah, that's not me. I'm good. I'm healthy. I'm in the gym. You know that's what I mean? Fine. I'm if you, right. if you, okay, how many times a week were you? You got to evaluate everything, so you can't just sure. say I sure. eat right and I exercise, and you exercise once a month and eat right once a week, and and call that you know the end all. And then say, man, why well, I still got high blood pressure? If you're working out every day and you're eating right every day and you're living a healthy lifestyle, then now you can say, let me compare my blood pressure to this. I'm not going to compare my blood pressure to when I just had a, you know, a, a, a heart attack hamburger. And then you know, well, that was last week. No, you can't compare it when you're eating like that. And you're like not the one you ate. Like the one you ate the last time we went out to eat. Oh like yeah, that kind of oh, hamburger. Yeah. Like the ones you order all the time, we go out to eat. Like those kind of hamburgers, Mister Help. Every time. Every time. Every time. The only time, hey, when we when we go there, how often we had those meat? Every time mm-hmm. we go out, you eat bad. Do you realize? <laughs> yes. Every time we go out, you eat bad. <laughs> yes, because I don't eat like that any other time. Okay, I'm I with got the you. fellas. Well, listen, listen. You know, I went to fellas. I can, it, the wife ain't around. She ain't around and look at me. Why? Where's your salad? Oh, she ain't around doing all that. <laughs> it's salad on the burger, lettuce and tomato. <laughs> okay, so listen, listen. I got that. The only point that I'm trying to make here is that it wouldn't take anything, regardless of what you say about health insurance and about what the doctors make on the medicine. <clears throat> I happen to know for a fact that I need it. I, you know what I'm saying? Rodney, you take a pill every day? I do. What happens if you miss your pill? I end up in the emergency room with heart palpitations. Wait a minute. What kind of pill you take, Rodney? I take Levoxythyrene 112. What is that? What is that for? It's because I don't have a thyroid gland. Okay, so that's different. The man don't have no thyroid. So, hey, he got to do something to, to supplement that. <laughs> <laughs> you, on the other hand, can do something about yours. All you got to do is that? eat right. Yeah. Eat right and exercise. You can't, you know, you can't do one without the other one. I understand that. And I hear you. It sounds good. And I wish it was that simple. I really okay, do. Okay, can I, can I, can I, I'm, I'm going to make a pledge to you. you know, on the phone in front of everybody. Starting December the 1st. When I get back, we going to, I mean, you know, we, we going to, we can work out. And you come over and then we'll juice. Clean out your system. Give me three months with you, and I guarantee you'll be flushing them pills down the sink. Is that the pledge? There. 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 Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There. Same person eat them greens with the jalapenos in them. I don't do that all the time. You got. You got. You you missing it. You missing denial. Matter of fact. Matter of fact. Matter of fact. Matter of fact. Just because I cook like that, that doesn't mean I eat that. I cooked that whole thing of green, and I didn't eat 
I know I ate one day of it, and then everybody, I told everybody to take it home. Now, am I right, uh, Tony? Everybody took them greens home, right? Everybody took any? all the food home. Did you eat any of the greens? Huh? Yes or no? Did you eat any of the greens? I did eat some greens. That one day. And that day, I didn't eat anything all day. Okay. So, listen, listen, listen. You and I made a bet, and I'm going to say it publicly. Can I talk about the bet that we made? Oh, yes, sir. Because we're going to get heavy on this call, on this show tonight, and I'm tuning you up right quick. But we made a bet, and I gave you some information to follow up. And I said, if you go to the doctor and you get a clean bill of health, I got to buy you whatever you want at Roof Chris. Right or wrong? That's right. Right or wrong? Right, right, right. Right or wrong? Both, okay. both of us got to do it. That was a bet. Both of us got to do it. Now, when is when is that bet going to be settled? When I, not when I get back from Georgia. Maybe when about a week after I get back from Georgia. A week after. Now, I, I okay. did call. Now, listen now. I did call the doctor, and I tried to schedule an appointment right here in um, Right there in Waldorf, right behind the uh, Audi store, I did call that doctor office, and I tried to make an appointment because my house guest, he went to go get his check because I was telling him about the show. So he went up there and got his check, but he's already, uh, uh, that was that was his doctor. So I called up there, and I said, hey, I want to come tomorrow and get my stuff checked out. They was like, well, you, if you come um, two weeks, we booked up, come two weeks after, uh, at, when the, you know, December the 14th, I think. And uh, we have an appointment for a new new client, new registered that day or something like that. I said, okay. So I do have an appointment over at that one. They check everything. They take blood tests, urine tests, and I, they're not doing the, the booty thing yet. What is, what is that called? Digital exam? No, Digital they ain't doing that. And prostate, they ain't doing that yet. They got, they're not going to do the prostate exam for you? Not, not, not that day. Not that day. And I don't think I'll have them do that if everything else checks out. But... But they are going to take a blood test. Yes, they're going to check everything. But they're not going to check the prostate. But they are going to take a blood test and a urine test. Yeah, upon my request, okay. then you know I don't. I, I still got to. I got to get past that digital thing. I, I just don't. I just can't do it that way. Okay, now listen, listen, listen. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. And see, this is why we got to have these kind of shows, gentlemen, is because of what the brother just said. And a lot of times we didn't know. And I spoke to a personal friend of mine about tonight's topic, which is PSA. And there were some things that I didn't know that I needed to know that helped me, right? Because when I would talk about the prostate itself, I had um, a vision of, you know, people with enlarged prostates got to pee all the time. Bladders feeling full all the time, and you see a person peeing all the time, you're like, man, something must be wrong with the dude's prostate. Or you're getting up four or five times a night. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I thought it was. And that has a lot to do with it. But I'm going to tell you. So a lot of times where I would play golf with my buddies, right? And I would see, you know, every now and then the same guy hit a tree every other hole. You know, he'd probably go pee on the tree on the second hole, right? Then we'd probably get to the fifth hole. He'd go slide over there and take another leak. And maybe we get on that back nine and he'd grab another. So I'm like seeing the same person take a leak four or five times within a four-hour period, right? And I would never say nothing because to me, you know, I don't want to, you don't want to step out and say, hey, man, go get your prostate checked because that's not like a cool thing to do. But maybe I should have said something, you know. 
I don't know whether it was a prostate issue. I don't know whether the brother drank too much water, beer, whatever the case may be, but that's something that I should have addressed, and I got to, I got to deal with that. But I have a buddy on the phone, right, that's on the call right now that can tell you a little bit more about this, and he happens to be one of the brothers that I play golf with. Not the one that I'm talking about, but he happens to be another one of the brothers that I play golf with that had that had dealings with the prostate, and I'll let him tell you exactly what what went down. Robert, you with me? I'm still here. I'm here. Okay, good. Tony. Good, good. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, um, you're recovering from prostate cancer, correct? That's or, correct. Or, okay. Yep. Now, now, the issue that, that I had when I would see somebody taking too many urinations while playing golf, is that a fair assumption to think that maybe something might be wrong with the prostate? Uh, yes, I would or say no. yes. Yes, yes. That's okay. a good assumption, yes. Okay, good, good. Because cause that's what I was thinking. I got a couple of buddies in mind. Matter of fact, last week one of my friends was out there, and I'll talk to him later on because, you know, every time I look at you, you you, you up against a tree. And, I, <laughs> you know, I go to the bathroom, you know, at the turn, I'll go, and that's it. One time, that's it, I'm done. You know, but when, when it's frequent urination, that's when I think that, you know, there may be something going on with the enlarged prostate. But to, to your, the best of your um, knowledge, what would you say the symptoms are, the onset, the, the initial symptoms of prostate issues, if any? Well, I think with, with me, on my, just giving you my experience, it was more of, uh, it didn't have no symptoms at the beginning. What I wind up doing, having my, I heard the show earlier, having my physical exam once a year. That one time I went, my PSA numbers was at 2.0. So I go back again, the following year is at 4.0. So now the doctors are asking me to go and have a biopsy done. So when I had the biopsy done, that's when they detect that I had prostate cancer. So when we had that biopsy done, they suggested, and my whole thing, I felt good about what he had told me because he kept saying it's treatable. It's treatable. In the early stages, it's treatable. Good. So um, would you say you said 2.0 or 2. Point something, right? 2.0, yep, 2.0. 2.0 to 4.0 is a significant jump in 12 months. Yes. Okay, can I, okay. Can I ask a question? Sure, sure. Can I ask What's his name again? Or can I call him? Something? Robert. 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 Uh, yes. Darren, man. I just wanted to know, uh, were, were any kind of lifestyle changes or did you notice something different about, you know, like T.R. said, you know, you leaned up against the tree, the bathroom all the every five minutes. Was that one of your symptoms? N- no. Or that's, you- that, it wasn't. And that, that's the thing. It wasn't, for me, Personally, it wasn't any of the early symptoms or the symptoms that we all think of, like the the urination that we go on frequently and stuff like that, you know, not getting, you know, none of that stuff. It wasn't any of those uh, early symptoms. Didn't have no early symptoms. But when I had my physical, he detected, and we go through the whole nine-yard blood work, PSA. is nothing but blood work, and I did the physical, the physical part of it. But everything came 
when he told me that one year, 2.0, I'm like, okay, well, he said everything's good. Then we go back the second year, it's like 4.0. I was like, wow. But my urologist said, hey, it's treatable. I was but, it, but why would it jump? Did it? So it just jumped from 2.0 to 4.0, yeah. and you didn't do anything different. Nothing, no diet, no, no, nothing different. And I asked him, he said, with that, and then we're going back to your your history, your family history. And I must say that my my father never had it, prostate, and he passed at 82. But then when I talked to my mother and my uncles and found out that some of my uncles had it, and I had cousins that had prostate curve, but they had it at an early stage as well. Mm. So now, that thing now, just came. It, uh, uh, I'm looking at the fact that a curse can't come without a cause. So I'm trying to find a cause, and you're saying it's not. Go ahead. You hear what I said? Hello? Oh, say that again. I'm sorry. Say that again. No, I, I'm, I said that, you know. You know, if I'm a firm believer in what I believe in and it says a curse can't come without a cause, mm-hmm. I'm trying to find the cause that you're saying that it was never a cause. This thing just came out of the blue. Mm. And, and, and and I think that 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 might be true in some cases, but like I said, I'm going to my doctor regular for the last 20, 25 years you know, as regarding uh, my physical, having all that stuff. And that was one of the questions that I asked my primary doctor. It's like, and no answer. But the fact that I had that done, I felt comfortable. And it was detected at an early stage. Mm. So four points, so four point something. Well, actually, wait a minute. So four point anything is when they want to do a biopsy period, because that's the research yeah. that I found. Yes, that's exactly. the magic I, number. Yeah. Four point something. Yes. Okay. 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 So, so, um, Darren, just so you know, uh, when you go get your blood test, that's how they check for your PSA. Yes. Okay. So, so can you explain to me these points? Like, two point is that a sign that you got a? Is that a? Is that the size indicator of your current uh, size of your prostate? No, no, that's just the blood work, the reading of the blood work. No, that's just the reading of the blood work. No, there's no size or nothing like that regarding your prostate. Mm -mm. And I think you can correct me on this. I think if it goes up, that's a result of cancer being in your body. Is that correct? Right, Right. in your prostate gland, in that area of your prostate, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, so the number is... Uh, the number means that it's detecting some type of cancer cell in the body. That's right. That's it. Exactly. Okay. So if it so if it's a six, then it's really all over. I'm not. I'm sorry. Say that again. If, if it's, if a it's six? like six point it's like well, no. Yeah, I mean, really like I said, in the early stages, in in some, I I had an older gentleman who who, who was detected at uh, at eight. Um, there was no early stages with him, but he wound up having to have his uh, um, having the biopsy done. But it was more when he got it at an early stage as well because it didn't 
come out of that area of the prostate. But once it comes out of the area and goes into other parts of the body, then we're talking something different. Okay, mm-hmm. so my dad my dad had it, my, my stepdad, he had, I think his PSA levels was up. And I, I don't, uh, I, when I went to go see him, he asked me to see if his rectum was bleeding. So I had to check mm-hmm. him. Pretty embarrassing. But he had a surgery where he had some kind of radiation pellets mm-hmm. placed in his somewhere. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't explain the procedure, what happened. Right, but, right. There's um, two procedures. Yes, that's right. Okay, okay. So that so that must mean prostate something. But I, I mm-hmm. checked him, but I asked him, I said, that, you know, Dad, what, what have you been eating? He said, oh, you know, I take out a whole thing of cookies, and, you know, I stay away from the chitlins now, but I uh, I do, you know, I do eat my fried chicken. I love this, and I love that. And and then I said, so what did the doctor say you should do? He said, well, he's going to check the PSA level again to see if the radiation works. But after I, uh, after I come out of that, and he told me, he gave me a dietary, uh, strict dietary plan to follow. Mm-hmm. And then he gave me, he told me I, gotta, I have to exercise 30 minutes, at least 30 minutes a day if I'm walking. Or, so it came with a, it came with a requirement mm-hmm. along with uh, 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 an annual check. Mm. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so that's, Darren, that's why I was asking you, you know, um, why would they give you, why would they give you a dietary plan and an exercise regimen just to keep that stuff out of your body? There must be something to diet and exercise to, to prevent, to keep it away from. Mm-hmm. Can I can I talk on this talk on this real quick? Please mm-hmm. do. Yes, sir. Please do. Um, Savista down here in La Plata, they do uh, annual uh, screening for men, and they really target black men because, and they don't know why. They give you an extensive briefing on it, but uh, prostate cancer is really high in Charles County, mm-hmm. and uh, particularly Charles County, they, and they and they don't know why. And uh, they do the screening, they do the PSA check, and uh, they also do the uh, the uh, electronic uh, probe uh, also. So uh, they, they offer free, that. Ike? It's for free. They offer that for free, and they really look for black black men to do it. So, Ike, um, all the research, well, not, well, most of the research that I've done, because I was trying to find... Uh, appropriate age to get your prostate check. And I started I getting mine checked at 35. Yeah, 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 me too. But it says 50. Yeah, that, no, when you get to the age, clearly 50, but in black men, 45. Mm-hmm. So you'll be dead by 50. Uh, Katie, Couric's no died at, Katie, Katie Couric's husband died at 37 of prostate cancer. Yes. I'm thirty seven so, now, so I'm late. You don't you don't you don't you don't go by the national standard because that's right. like of nineteen fifties research. You you have to go much sooner. Mm-hmm. If you're in your mid thirties you need to be having your prostate checked. Yep. No if fans about it. You know, just yep. just get it checked over with. Yeah, yeah. So so now let's talk about that. Because can I ask one question before we go forward? Please, please, yes, please. Listen, 
he said, I just said something very important that, that just, just kind of knocked me over real quick. He said, cancer in, in Charles County is, uh, the black men in Charles County have a, a very high rate of prostate cancer. That's what you just said? He said in Charles County, period. He didn't say race, race specific. No, no, black men. Yeah, black men in Charles okay. County. Okay. Okay. So now, now you, now you're saying prostate cancer only targets black people in a certain region. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that that's what I, I am saying that what are the white men doing that is different from black. <laughs> That's a monkey wrench right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's a monkey wrench right there. (laughs) They probably go to the doctor. They go to the doctor. Or they probably exercise (laughs) and eat it right. I don't know what they're doing, but they ain't eating chitlins. We know that. No, they ain't eating no (laughs) chitlins. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing, but if you go to the uh, thing that Savista offers annually, uh, there are white guys in there. And the doctors, I mean, they have guys who are leading the field of prostate cancer. I mean, and they'll tell you, there's no scientific reason why. And it's so mm. bad, they do it for free. They do it for free. Yeah. Okay, I got a question. I don't know sure. who on the line is fit to answer this question. Well, earlier, you were talking about one of the signs is Frequent urination. Yes. Now, I take high blood pressure medicine. Sure. And they say that causes me to urinate frequently. Well, how do I know that it's the medicine and not my prostate? Um, I can take a stab at it. The only, only reason why I can is because I just went to, like, a, to get my physical not too long ago. Um, and we had, I had to this discussion with my doctor and what he he asked me was am I getting up three four times a night to go to the bathroom and I was like no he said that's a tell-all sign if you can't sleep you know what I'm saying um and, and don't get confused with having to pee a lot with it on an empty stomach like in the morning you know if you don't eat breakfast you know there's no food to soak up the water so it comes right out of you so there's a lot of other things we got to think about, but he did tell me that the frequent urination in the middle of the night is a problem. One of them. Okay. Anybody else want to take a stab at that? I think it would just be safe to go get it checked if it's something that's simple to do. Yeah. 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 It's simple. It's it, simple. Okay. And, okay. And, I, and if nobody has anything else on that, I got a, a question. If anybody else can offer something on, on what he just asked, and then I want to ask a question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, if anybody has actually had it done, because I don't know what it is, and I've never had it done, exactly what happens when you go get your prostate checked? Because in my mind, I, I think they got to stick their fingers in your butthole. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Is that is yeah. that what, yeah. what what exactly happens when you go get your prostate checked? That that's part of it. Yes. That's part, that's part of the of uh, exam. That's part of it. Yeah, so they stick their finger definitely. in your butthole and they just kind of just feel around inside your butthole and they're, I guess, feeling for something? Well, on well, a professional far. level, I, I couldn't I couldn't answer that, but they would just 
it's a it's a it's a feel or a object that they uh, uh, feeling for, but after that, then they go and do the biopsy, and that's what, that's the little ultrasound that they go in and then see exactly uh, where you know any any uh, cancerous uh, type of uh, um, um, in there in the cells in there as well. But hold that's on, part of it. That's the on, physical part of it. Hey, hey guys, I'm um, comment. My name is Ron uh, Thurston. I'm a friend of Bobby Shaw. Uh, Robert Shaw actually spoke a while ago. I actually sure. had the, the actual procedure. I had cancer. I'm cancer-free now, thank God. Um, I went through this, and I, I shared it with Robert. Um, from my research and the uh, time I took, once I found, try to find out more about the disease and what was causing it, um, and I, I really took time for this. And from what I found out and what the lectures I listened to and the, what I found out through my doctor, uh, it starts from having an enlarged prostate. Uh, yes, when you go to your primary doctor, they usually stick the finger and they can tell the size of your prostate by just filling it. So from there you get a referral to a urologist, and the urologist goes and does the blood work, and from the blood work, if your numbers are high, they refer you to do a biopsy. And what a biopsy is, they go in with a size of a dildo with a needle on it about six inches long. It's like a gun. They take samples out of your prostate. They hit it about seven, eight different times and pull wow. samples out of the prostate, and they put it under the scope and see if it's cancerous. That's, that's the beginning of the procedure. Mm -hmm. So what happened to me, and let me just share a story, if you guys don't mind. I had a friend of mine eight years ago that had the prostate surgery. Now, technology is much better than eight years ago, but anyway, he had uh, divorced his wife, and he was a single guy. He's and his girlfriend had fell out. But after the surgery, he was bed rested for about two months, couldn't do anything, couldn't even get out of bed. So I cooked, cleaned, washed, did everything for him. And he told me, just promise him that I would just go get myself checked. And this was eight years ago, and I did. And I found out I had an in-laws prostate, so we start. The doctor uh, had me coming in every six months and do blood work. Mm -hmm. Blood work looked good. He sent me back home six months later. So this went on for eight years. 2013 in January, I went in and got blood work, sent me home, came back in July of the same year, and I had cancer. That quick, mm -hmm. six months, within six months. And just then, wow. I went mm -hmm. to the doctor, and I was fine. No symptoms at all. Mm -hmm. Nothing. So guess what? If I never, or if I never followed up with my doctor, we just had a, a close friend that worked with us. Found out he had cancer six months ago within the last three months because it got aggressive, got out of the organ, and it's like roaches. It just gets to the closest organ it can get to, and if it's not treated fast enough, guess what? The bad cells take over the good cells. Mm -hmm. so, Excuse me. Excuse me, brother. Can I ask you a question? And thank you for sharing that because I want to go back to the biopsy piece because I've had a biopsy and 
I'm familiar with, you know, the needle and the grabbing of the cells. And you said they stick a, uh, a dildo with a needle in your butt. And do they put you to sleep or are you wide awake doing that? Or no, they no you they numb you. They numb you down in that area so you don't feel it. But at the same time, you can't move because if that needle hits the wrong area, you're, 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 you you won't be having a, a sexual girlfriend anymore because it, it can ruin you. So it's 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 one of those things where you just got to sit still and it's no pain. It's just the thing is the needle going in and they got to go around the prostate. The prostate is the size of a supposed to be the size of a walnut. No 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 bigger than a walnut. So it so it's no pain, but you better not move. Right, you can't move. Mm. My goodness. My goodness. Yeah. And actually, yeah. you can actually see it on the screen. No, I don't need to see that. I'll be jumping, man. I'll be, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, I, like, I, I didn't care. I didn't care. Yeah, no. They're yeah, looking because they have to be able to see where the needle is going so they can get around the entire prostate. Yeah, they can because look. You can have cancer, being that this, this, your prostate is round, you can have cancer somewhere in the front of the prostate. If they never took a sample from that area, you would never know. So they have That's to great. take samples around the whole entire prostate. It's like eight eight different shots. And they show you afterwards, they print it out and, you know, explain to you and what they just but they would be able to tell from your blood work that, or there would be some indication in your of your blood work at that point, correct? Yeah. Yeah, your numbers would be higher. Yeah, yeah. Like, yep. Rick, like Robert said earlier, he went from 2.0 to 4.0. So, yeah, mm-hmm. your numbers, that's when they want to go in and do the biopsy. When you have high numbers, we better go check let's, let's, what's going on in there. Jeez. Yeah, but back to Darren's point about like, how do we get there? Like, what changed? And let's just take a, a let quick me, let, let me share something with you from my research. And it is the number two killer of black Americans. And it's a 50% chance if you have a enlarged prostate, you will have a cancer one day. That is a fact. I cleared that with my doctor. It's something mm-hmm. I heard through a lecture. So I think it's in the food and I think it's in the chicken. That's just my philosophy. I could be wrong. I could be right, but I don't know. But black people love chicken. Sure. <laughs> sure. I hear you, I bro. I came up with it. It's still technically it's not an answer. It either they don't want to give an answer or they just want to keep uh, depleting the population. I don't know. So, hmm. and who's going to stop eating chicken? Not me. <laughs> no, no, me neither, no, brother. No. Uh-uh. No. Well, one thing, one thing, one thing that I I've learned that uh, I went to a barbecue and this guy had some chicken legs that looked like pterodactyls, and I said, "What is that?" I mean, I asked him, "Where did he get his chicken from? How did they get those legs to look like?" Because I thought they were turkey legs, or mm-hmm. he said, "No, nah, man, that's grilled chicken." And I tasted it, and it it didn't taste like chicken. And I, he said he got it. He said he got it from Costco. And I said, okay, look, I ain't eating that. 
He said, oh, I mean, why you got to be all, nah, I mean, because he put it on my plate. And I said, well, let my wife fix something. I don't, I don't, I, I'm not doing that. And and it just, it just did not, and I asked my wife, did it taste like chicken? She's like, no. Nah. Because we, when you get real chicken, we got it from, you know, the farm. We get our chicken from the farm. So they're really small, and they're not that big, you know, and, you know, uh, but when I seen those, it didn't look it didn't look normal. So we got to really find out where we eating our foods, at where we getting our foods from, and how we cooking our food. But and I'm trying to figure out when you say you targeted, it seems like a, a, the black man is targeted when you break it down in the dynamics of Charles County high rate black males. When you say those words, it seems like we got to find out or get smart of what they're doing that we're not doing. And if it's in the chicken, like, like my man said, I mean, I asked him why he bought those chickens that didn't look like chicken. He said it was a, it was a deal, it was a discount, and he had a whole bunch of them. And I kind of kind of got, you know, disgusted because I'm like, that's not good. He said, well, how much you pay for your chicken? Now we're going off a of price. I said, well, I paid $60 for 60 pounds, you know. But he's like, well, that's, that's a lot of money. And I'm like, okay, well... And I left it alone, but I'm not going to argue with you. If you want to eat that mess, then you go ahead, but I'm not eating. Yeah, but you, okay, so you won't eat that chicken because it looks deformed, right? Yeah, I it just, yeah, I mean, uh, but everybody else was tearing it up like, man, these some big old chicken legs. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I got you, I got you. So, 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 Darren, it sounds like to me, and this is just me, that you're trying to scientifically evaluate this situation. No, you're I'm trying, not trying to figure to scientifically. out. No, I'm just going off of what Ike said that it was. It was a. He stated it as if it was a fact, and it, and, I, and he has no reason to lie. I mean, but sure. if they said if they caught up the numbers and according to their history or their historical data, the black man in Charles County uh, has a high chance of getting. Uh, cancer or prostate, prostate cancer, then it must be something behind that of what we're doing that's different than a white man don't do. I got you, but I happen to live in Charles County as well, and I bet if you slid over to Prince William County or PG County, you would probably find the numbers to be similar. I okay, but, you, but you're still targeting, it's still targeting a race. So it's still something that we're doing that they're not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. When I go down to D.C., when I drive down to Georgetown, all I see outside running is white people. It don't matter how cold it is, how hot it is, they're always jogging. I haven't caught one brother down there yet. I mean, I'll be looking to. so, So what we're talking about is the external and not the internal. Right, because when you talk about people exercising and exercise excuse is me, good. Excuse me, excuse me. Hold, right. hold on, Tony. Somebody's yeah. cooking or got some pots and pans. Yeah, that's my bad. My bad. Yeah, just put just put your phone on mute. You know, you can oh, you can yeah, cook yeah. or do what you need. Yeah, just mute yourself and um, just come on back when you're ready to talk. Go ahead, Tony. I'm sorry. So so, and I think that a lot of times we get confused with healthy. Um. Because, you know, we exercise, we run to the gym, we do all these things, and externally we appear to be healthy. But this thing is internally. And a lot of times, like Robert was saying earlier, 
this thing is 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 hereditary. Because when you start to do the research to say, you know, how do I get this? Then you start finding out it runs in your family. And, I mean, how do you – so the question is how do you avoid that? How do you avoid that from happening? I think I think by just, just easily being able to attack the men in your family, that just makes – that should make you more health conscious to say, you know what, I'm not going to do what they did. Or even if it's hereditary – let me just like some things. Some things lie dormant in your system. It's not like all of us. We have what uh, cancerous cells in our body, right? That's a that's a scientific fact. All of us have cancerous cells in our body, but you have to do certain things to activate. And if you're eating wrong, or if you're eating a lot of other things that have cancerous cells in them or you're eating a lot of fried foods and not exercising and just sitting on that stuff and, and all of those things, I think it comes quicker. Okay. But that's just, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not a scientist, but at the same time, it, you got, it's got to be some kind of scientific format where it doesn't even touch a particular race and it destroys another one. No, you can't say it doesn't touch another race. We can't say no, that. No, I'm just going off of the statistics that Ike just gave us. Understood. I, I didn't but, say 0% of white men don't get prostate cancer. He <laughs> just said it's no, a higher. I'm not saying, I'm saying it's still, you're ta- it's targeting, uh, it's targeting a race. When you, when you break it down like that, a race is affected and another one is not as much. Okay. Yes, yeah, so a significant okay. difference between the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Gotcha. So gotcha. it has to so, be something different than these two races are doing. That is staying away from one of them and it's it's, it's <laughs> cloaking another one. Well, we okay. can easily we can easily identify the fact that um, I'm not even certain that you can easily identify that white people have a healthier lifestyle, even though it appears that way. But I know it's a lot more white people than black people. So, but we do know that black people, as a community or as a as a race, are more stressed out than white people. So maybe it has to do with that. Oh, I, I mean, if you, if, if you break it, it, yeah, that's a that's a huge factor. I mean, when my sure. wife went through this breast cancer, it was that took a factor in it. Her sugar intake took a factor in it because uh, cancer loves estrogen and sugar. And it loves and it, and it the only thing that stalls cancer is oxygen, and the only thing that creates the kind of oxygen you need to to starve out the cancer is the oxygen that you receive from a high rate of exercise and the doctor told me this is not what the doctors want you to know, but since you are already here at the cancer stage, then I'll go ahead and tell you so that's why we me and the doctor had a serious conversation. Of why my wife's medicine cabinet looked like a, a pharmacy and mine looked like ain't nothing but a bottle of hair grease and, and a brush in it. Hmm. 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 So, and, yeah, so yeah, us, not, what are we doing? Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and not, not to change this this, this line of, of conversation, but as you, you and Tony were exchanging, Darren, what is your exact point? Are you saying that you don't need to go to the doctor? I'm saying if you're doing what you're supposed to do as far as eating eating right and living a healthy lifestyle and exercising as regularly as you're supposed to, 
then you shouldn't. He, I mean, I haven't went to the doctor since I was since I broke my since I tore my uh, ACL, and that was because I was forced to because I had to get an operation on it. But even then, when they took my blood test to see what they had to deal with before they put me under the knife, everything was normal. And how, was how do then, you equate? Then. How do you equate the fact that you haven't been to the doctor as you not having to go? Tell them. I'm talking to Darren. How do you how do you come to the conclusion that just because up until this point in your life you really haven't needed a doctor, how do you equate that to you don't need to go to the doctor? Well, if I'm following a certain system, then doctor is is not even in that system. That even in that line of of thinking, and and, and it's it's a it's a supplement for the people. Who, I mean, I don't want to di- differentiate myself and you know how I believe and it's right. kind of far-fetched than what other people the way other people believe and I don't want to tell them because then I'll sound psychotic but the only thing you got to do is look at my life and my lifestyle and everything I'm saying you can ma- I can match it with what how I'm living or how I live as far as a healthy lifestyle or uh, I mean a system where nothing is missing and nothing is broken now, if I step outside of that line, then now, now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm apt to a lot of things that's on the other system. And then so, I would have to use those kind of things that the other system uses, like i.e. doctors and uh, uh, lawyers and uh, uh, the, uh, the people who 12-day loans and all that other stuff. So, 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 so I'm sorry. I'm going to ask this one question. And then I want you to, to um, ask yours real quick. So there's something else that you can say, Darren, that will make you sound more psychotic than you actually sound right now? And that's why I don't talk about this kind of thing, because it sounds like I'm psychotic. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. I just had to push that out. Go ahead, brother. My question is, and, and he said, he simply said he, he exercises, he eats right. How do you know you're eating the right foods? You don't even know what's in the foods. Well, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot more expensive. Um, I eat a lot of organic stuff, but and I'm not trying to, you know, live this perfect. I'm not saying I'm perfect by no means, but what it was, was presented to be healthy, that's what I try to eat. And then, and then if I, I I do splurge when I go out with my boys or uh, on special occasions, but it's not it's not that much to be concerned about, maybe once well, a month. Well, there's certain diseases that they say there's no cure for or there's diseases that they don't know what's caused, like cancer, what causes cancer. Nobody knows. So somebody knows, but nobody wants to tell. That's my theory of that because the population has to come down some kind of way. Guess what? We used to hear about last 10, 20 years ago, AIDS was all they talked about. Guess what? You don't even hear about it no more. I wonder why. But when you say that, brother, when you 20 say years that. ago, did you even know anybody that died of cancer? 30 years ago, I, I don't know anybody that died of cancer 30 years ago. And we still eat the same food, so guess what? They're putting something in the foods. Yeah, well, food food is genetically modified nowadays because they have... Increase yeah. more, so it's not as natural as it was a hundred years ago, or 
and, and back and further back. So food is definitely the diet in America and spreading around the world is definitely different than it was a hundred years ago. Well, even fifty years. <laughs> yeah, even fifty years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, Darren, so, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I just want to just point out this concept, this concept real quick, and they may apply, they may not. But um, I sell cars, and uh, I started selling cars a year ago, and I didn't really pay attention to this <clears throat> until I started selling cars. And nowadays, cars are coming so uh, you know, they're technologically advanced far more than they were in the '80s, uh, and even in the '90s. But they have this tire pressure sensor that comes pretty much on most cars nowadays, mm-hmm. and, and in the winter time. Your tires, uh, the molecules in the tires shrink, and it, and it lowers the tire pressure. And um, the prescribed tire pressure, say if it's 34 p- uh, pounds per square inch, that'll prolong the life of your tires for, for the, the maximum amount of time. But in the wintertime, you know, your tire pressure goes down, and a lot of people will go fill it back up and, you know, do what they're supposed to do with the tires. But if, if you notice back in the 80s, we never did know that. We never saw that. We just kept driving through the winter. And granted, your tires made it through the winter, but you didn't get all the life out of your tires that you should. To me, going to the doctor is just like that sensor. You can still drive it. You don't even notice that your tire. In the 80s, we didn't even notice that the tire pressure was going down. And that's, to me, what the doctor can kind of point out to you. Yeah, yeah, that's good words. Darren, um, let me ask you a question. You still there? Yeah, yeah. Do you take your kids to the doctor? Uh, yeah, they sick. Do you take them to get an annual checkup? Yeah, uh, the dentist. You know, yeah, they they go to the dentist. They go to get their physicals. Yeah, Physical. because they go on if they want to play uh, certain sports and stuff. So, when, uh, before you play a sport, you have to provide that uh that physical form. Okay, so so you're saying it's something that's mandated? Yeah, by the school to make sure okay, they help. So, so if it wasn't mandated by the school, would you still do it? Probably not because I wouldn't be thinking about it. So if one of them, so you say, did you take them if they're sick? But if they're not sick, just let them run and go out and do whatever and hopefully, you know, nothing's wrong with them, right? Yeah. Interesting. I pray over them. I mean, I pray over them, and and, I, and when I believe they cover, I take my hand off. Okay, they cover, and I'm gone. And that, and the proof is proven. Uh, that's proven when they take a physical, when they have to take a physical, and it's like, oh, here's a healthy check. Cool. Everything's worked. Gotcha. Let me tell gotcha. you something. Let me let me t- let me tell you this one thing. What happened? To me. Okay, go ahead. And I what is it? Ten thirty. Okay, not time yet, but. I used to get headaches all the time, and I I never knew why, never knew why. I used to get migraines. I'm not I'm talking about those kind that you have to turn the TV off, shut the shades down, and just let me just close my eyes for like 12 hours type of headache. Sure. And I went to this I went to church, and uh, the pastor he was deathly sick, and what he had been preaching was, you know. God designed our body to get rid of everything it's supposed to get rid of as long as we follow this policy. And the policy was that, according to Leviticus 11, 
with the, the, the dietary plan and just to keep away all these things from happening to him. Well, after that, he got extremely sick, peeing blood and all these other things. So we were, and I, I'm like, okay, yeah, let me see what's going to happen to you now since you're sick, buddy. The dude, and he said in medicines, he, he said his, his body was to get rid of all the toxins on his own. So I was like, okay, well, proof is in the pudding. Dude went through two weeks of being sick, runnies, uh, uh, diarrhea, uh, urine, blood in the urine, and his wife was, like, begging him to go to the hospital. And so he called a doctor and told him everything that he was going through, throwing up, couldn't keep nothing down. And the doctor said, look, you got a lot of things going on. You need to come in. He just wanted to get a picture of what he had so he can know to pray against what he was having. That dude, the only thing he lost out of that two-week period, he lost weight. And after he lost weight, he got up and felt fine. And he proved his point because he said, I'm either going to prove, you, you, you're going to prove your word to me I'm trying to prove it. And when I saw that experience in 1995, I poured all of my pills or whatever, my my pain medication for my head down in the, down the drain. And I, I flushed it down the toilet. And, uh, and I had headaches since then uh, after that. But and they used to be very tough. But now they're like so mild. And after I pray, they go away. Now, that's, I mean, I can't explain that that simple, stupid-sounding reason of why it is, and maybe it's just because of my belief, but I, I know what my life used to be like before I, when I had to take pills and had to get doctors to prescribe pills for my headache. Now, it's nothing. I don't have, I don't take one, and I haven't took it in 20-something years. So that's mm. why I know. Now, now I'm not saying that, you know, I done slipped in into a couple of chitlins and I done caught up on the bad piece that had the cancer on it. I'm not saying that. Now, maybe I do need to go get checked. And I told you, and I'm only getting checked because me and you made a deal. But if me and you didn't make that deal, I wouldn't need to get a check. You know, but I'm going, and I understand the brother's point, and it made perfect sense. You know, it's just to, it's just a checkup to make sure everything is right. You know, so I, I'll go just for that fact as well. But, and I'm not going to come slapping in your face, you know, telling you, ah, I don't have anything, but I just feel like, you know, I'm covered by another system that I don't have to encounter this system with any kind of way on that side of the house. No, 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 no. Listen, when everything is okay, I want you to – I want I, I want to celebrate, and we're going to order up the whole house in Ruth Chris, and Rodney's going to pay for it. Okay. <laughs> I, I – <laughs> okay. But 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 again, again, again. And then I want to get to something else real quick because I want to get back to uh Robert. But if we're the head of our families, right? And we want to make sure that that the kids are healthy, our wife's healthy, the family's healthy. I think that we have to make a conscious effort to make sure that we're healthy. Because what happens to them if we ain't healthy? You see what I'm saying? And in that, I'm going to slide back over to Robert real quick because I want to talk about the downtime. After being diagnosed with 
prostate cancer, and then after you have your procedure and what you have to go through the time that you're down. Because he also talked about somebody else that, well, no, Robert didn't talk about, but the other gentleman talked about someone that was down and out for a minute. You know what I mean? And then so what happens to your family during that time when you can't do your normal? So, Robert, what is the downtime after dealing with the procedure? Um, you, You're down for anywhere from three to five months. And, and and you gotta have the support of your family, you know, your wife, your 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 family, to help you cook, you know, sometimes bathe you. Um, that that's you know your 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 needs, you know. But you're gonna be down. I mean, you're gonna definitely be down, and you're gonna want that family to uh, there to support you as well. Mm. You know, so, and like I said, after the initial three to like I said, anywhere from three to Five months, uh, you, you, you're not able to do a whole lot of lifting or walking or anything like that, not standing up properly. You know, you're going to be sitting down or just laying down, just getting your proper rest. Good words. Now, um, as far as um, um, diet, is there any kind of strict diet that they have you on, or is there certain well, things that you just... Well, at the beginning, there was a lot of liquid down. While you're in the hospital for that maybe less than a week or so, there's a liquid diet that you're on. It depends on how it came out. But after that, you're back on your regular. No, my doctor didn't really say, well, you need to stay off the fried food and this and that. You know, whatever was in the house, that's what I had. <laughs> you know? Okay. Okay. So, yeah. so he didn't say. So he, your doctor didn't not warn you about. Hey, man, slow down on the pork. Uh, slow down on the hot fat food. He didn't. He didn't even even mention none of those things. No, I think at, at, at that. At, well, I can give you my age. At, at my age, at fifty, when I was diagnosed with it, with fifty one, I think certain things that I can't do to McDonald's anymore. You know, as as time go on and you start aging, certain food you just can't digest. And so the, the 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 red meat, the the pork, I had already cut that out way before I had uh, 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 with that with uh, prostate cancer. You know, that's just my just, just that's just me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So he wow. didn't say nothing about you know doing nope. a bit more exercise. Well, I mean, like I said, myself, I, I always. Try to get a, get some exercise in, you know, and that's just my belief. That's just me. But, no, no, no. You know, I'm talking about I'm talking about what doctor, the doctor's take on. No, no. Well, yeah, yeah. He gon' they gon' they gon' he gon' mention, you know, exercise. Just get up and down. You know, you know, get some walking in when you can to get your strength back. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. You're still reaching. Then after you get your then after you get your strength back, then you good to go. You ain't got oh, yeah, 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 I'm out there with Tony trying to get his money on the golf course. <laughs> you know? And we walking. So, and we walking. To walk. we and we walking. We, that's what we doing. I'm trying to get that money. <laughs> I want to get back on the golf course. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. That's what we do. Now, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to reach. I'm just trying to – I just – I was just trying to find somebody who can well, identify with – the system that I'm talking about, because the only thing, you know, everybody is talking about this this system on this left side, but I haven't heard anything about the system on the right. 
Which um, sounds completely crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'm not going to say it sounds crazy. Because you're talking about the no, Lord. You say, no, you said you you it sounds stupid. No, I didn't say that sounded stupid. I said everything else you were talking about sounded a little psychotic about why you're not going to the doctor. That's before you right. started talking about the other side. Or, or no, what? no, I was already talking about the other side. I just didn't mention Oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah. You still sound psychotic. <laughs> yeah, okay. And, and so that's where I'm going. Now, now only, only person I can get to vouch for my psychotic side is the person who's known me the longest. And and, and he ain't backing me up right now. <laughs> but listen, listen. Hey, listen. D, I just don't agree with not going to the doctor. I know that you're healthy, and I know that you work out. And I know that you trust the Lord, but I know pastors who take medication. I'm talking, I'm talking high. I'm talking. I'm talking full-blown pastors that take medication. Yeah. And go and go get checkups regularly, like like you know society prescribed. I mean, times are different from back in the day when when food was healthy. Things are different. We don't it. have access to that stuff no more. You still go to the but, grocery but store I'm and buy saying, food. What I'm saying to you, I know the same. I know pastors that cheat on their wives. That doesn't mean that they just because they 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 preach it. That don't mean they practice it. So, but I'm still I'm still talking about a system that they teach, but not necessarily follow. But I'm telling you, if you follow the teaching, and don't be don't be doing no backdoor stuff, then I I mean I'm living proof that it worked. So. I mean, I, Today, I, I'm going to go to the doctor even, even. Hey, Darren, you're 40 uh, years old, man. You're not 75 years old or 85 years old. You still, you still could probably, I know people who have been, who have lived absolutely wrong, and as your age, and they still kicking and walking and running and, uh, and everything, and still alive. I mean, you're no different than an unhealthy person. You're just 40. Mm, you're not like 75 and and obviously in better shape than a, you know, you, you're not even obviously in better shape than a, a unhealthy 40 year old that's not fat and all out of sloppy out of shape. So I mean, it's too early to, for you to, in my opinion, to try to gauge your health right now at this young age. I'm not gauging it. Everybody else is. <laughs> okay, let me. Let me I'm only going on. Let me do something different here. Rodney, <clears throat> let me ask you a question. Sure, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know I go to you. I gotta go to you every now and then. I gotta I gotta I gotta go to you. Um what is your PSA number? I have what no clue. I have no clue. Okay, good. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. And that will change. I know that will change. Um when you heard the brother say one year he went and it was 2.0. The next year he went, it was 4.0, time to have a biopsy. What did that mean to you? What did that? How did that sound to you? Well, and also tying that back to what, because I'm 37, and sure. obviously since I don't know my PSA level, I've never had my prostate checked. Um, but... You know, just tying it together, I mean, I, I thought I, I got a sense of urgency um, that I need to because, I mean, I was thinking like 40. You know, I got three years. And, you know, honestly, um, my main focus right now health-wise is getting a vasectomy. 
Um, and I need to, yeah, I need to put that on the on the agenda so I won't end yeah. up with any any more of these crumb snatchers around here. Um, <laughs> but I mean, so that I mean that's my priority. And again, like I said, I mean before, you know, just hearing the guy sharing, um, I was just thinking about about forty is when I'll probably be the first time where I get my prostate exam. But now, and you know. Just what what Ike was saying about you know the county in which we live, um, I got a sense of urgency you know when I when I heard that. But again, uh, focus number one for me in the near term is a vasectomy, and then secondarily would be a prostate exam. Mm. Mm. Okay, so so so. So let me use a second. That same doctor that's going to give you that vasectomy is the same doctor that handles your prostate. Was you aware of that? Is that a urologist? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Boom. Boom. So I can get it both done. At, man, that's what's up. There you go. That's what's up, fella. No, Rodney, still, listen. Mm. Listen. And listen, Rodney. Again, I have a friend of a friend. This guy was a, 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 a gym rat. Never drink, never smoke. Died of cancer at 38. The problem with him was he found out too late. It had already got aggressive. Now, somebody mentioned that about everyone's born with a cancer cell. That is true. I never knew that until I stopped doing my homework. That is true. They're good cells and bad cells. But what caused it to get aggressive, I'm still checking, trying to find out as well. Don't know. But, again, we can't sit here and not do anything about it. It's just a matter of blood work. You get that done all the time. I have a coworker, and Robert can um, tell you about this as well. He, when I came back after my surgery, I started yelling and screaming at these guys. Man, please mm-hmm. just go get checked. Go get checked. Yep. And Bobby was one of them. Uh, Robert yep. was one of them. Another guy had it for two and a half years, didn't even know it. I'm like, are you serious? Wow. You never went to the doctor to get a PSA score? And guess what? I would have never knew neither if my buddy eight years ago didn't tell me to go get myself checked. I was fine. So mm. here it is again. Early detection is everything, gentlemen. Yep. Everything. If it's just a matter of getting blood work or getting a finger in your ass, whatever, it's going to save your life. Just buried the coworker. He found out he had it three months ago, didn't live six months. Mm. Telling you, man, it's it's serious, man. It is really serious. Yeah. I'm like a walking billboard now. I'm telling you, I'm putting the word. Get it done. Got to get it done. Get it done. And look, phone call. I was delighted. Oh, yes, absolutely. I want to be on this call. Yeah, no doubt, hey. no doubt, no doubt, no it's, doubt. It's, it's and, serious and, stuff, man. And if you think you you you're that healthy, that's good. That's a blessing. But still. Just know for a fact, go get a check. Go get a check. Go get a check. Yeah, go get the number. Something else Bobby pointed out to me when we talked, because I told him that I had, you know, on my PSA done. Six weeks ago, I had um, my blood work done, my routine blood work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't going to go because I was like, Darren, you know, I went a year ago and I felt fine. You know what I mean? I'm taking my pressure pills. I'm good. You know, so then my prescription ran out. 
and I needed some more pills. So my doctor was like, nah, I ain't feeling that. You got to come in here and take this physical, period. Because that's how he roll. I mean, you know, after a while, they say, nah, they just reel you in. Say, nah, you, you need to take the, the physical. So I took my physical, no big deal, and I told him, I said, check my PSA this time. I didn't feel like getting the digital done. You know, I went in there with the mindset that I was going to get my digital exam done, but he ain't bring it up, so I ain't bring it up. I said, yeah, just take the blood test. And keep it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, I dodged the bullet. <laughs> I said, all right, I dodged the bullet. Just take the blood test. So anyway, I went and took the blood test, right, and my doctor didn't call. So normally after I take a, an exam, they won't call me. But that's a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So then I, after f- three weeks, I called and said, okay, what was the result? She said, everything's fine, no problem. I said, all right, bye. I hung up the phone. I talked to Bobby. He said, so what was, your, what was your number? And I said, I don't know. They just told me that everything was fine, right? That was information that I needed to know what my number was. Not that everything is fine. Because I'm hearing now that the so I now I have nothing to compare mm-hmm. next time. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't know now. The doctor knows, but I don't know for myself. You know. So then when I went back for my six week checkup, I asked what the number was. So now I know. You see what I'm saying? So the little things that we get from having conversations with people that went through it that'll help us along the way. So when you go get it, find out your number. Write it down. Put it in mm. your, your ledger. Just write it down so you'll know. Because it's good information to have, I think. Yeah, but, Tom, I mean, I, I hear you, Tony, and I, I must say that, brother, you stay at the doctor. You yeah. always getting something checked and, you know, check this, check that. I'm, you know, I'm kind of like Darren. You know, I probably go to the doctor. Well, I do actually, you know, because I have my thyroid gland, I actually get all my levels checked. You know, I have to. Um, twice a year. So I'm in the doctor's office. I actually got an appointment in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, so I go, you know, twice a year, but you know, my PSA, you know, a, my prostate, the blood work for that is not included on there. So again, I have to, you know, I can go to the urologist when I get the vasectomy info and go ahead and get that, you know, kill two birds with one stone, if you will. But now yeah. I know, you know, like you said, yeah. I mean, I did, I didn't really connect the two, um, but now I did, so thank you. Well, I mean, you, you know, you know, um, I could ask people the name of their insurance agent; they know it. The name of your accountant, your accountant's name, you know it. Your car salesman, hopefully it's Malcolm, you know it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your yeah. your your whatever, you know his name. You ask a lot of brothers, what's your doctor's name? And it's, they, they don't know it because they don't have a relationship with their doctor. You see what I'm saying? To me, it's always been important because that's the per, that's the number one person that I'm going to depend on above everybody else other than God. It's my doctor. You know what I'm saying? He's been there with me for a long time. And I'm one of those people that I got to know what's going on in my body. I don't want to be caught sleeping, you know, mm-hmm. because I've had friends that have passed away. And I'm like, what happened to you? I was just hanging out with you yesterday, and then now I'm going, now you're dead. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I realized, or I may meet a client that had a stroke, and it'll freak me out. I'm like, 
how did you have this stroke? And I'm like, Darren, what were you eating then? Were you overweight? You know what I'm saying? Or diabetes? How do you? Were you smoking? Were you drinking all the time? You know, I'm always looking for a logical explanation, but it scares me because I'm like, that could be me. And what could I do? What would I do if I wasn't around for my grandkids? So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How many people say? Let me just just one example. My grandson has cerebral palsy. Sure. We asked his mother, what did you do while he was in your womb? The answer mm. is always, I didn't do anything. That's what the answer is. I asked somebody else, how did you have a, what was you doing to, you know, the, is it, is it the stroke? I mean, I know somebody who had a stroke as well, or a slight stroke. And, uh, and they said, I didn't do nothing. Why did your wife leave you? No reason, man. She said, I did this or I wouldn't do that. But once you get through all those lies and once you uncover everything that, that that's, that's covered up with crap, then you get to the truth. And a lot of times, and I didn't know how a kid is born with several palsy because nobody wants to admit what they did. But when you ask their friends, what was she doing did y'all have a party around this time, this time in 2000, so-and-so? Oh, yeah, we drank all night until we passed out, and we drank every day for a whole year. And, we, you know, when you find out the, all the other stuff, and then you start doing your own research, and the embryo can't develop when it's got alcohol in the system because it's relying on the alcohol for dependency and things can't grow properly or things might get deformed during that stage because that first stage is the most important. Now I see how he can possibly have several policies. Oh, your wife left you because you cheated. Why didn't you just say that? Well, because God forgave me and ain't have to mention it. No, but you can't. So why did you have a stroke? You know, I I didn't. It was nothing. Nobody wants to admit really what happens or why they in the doctor so much or what's wrong with all their body fluids and why they got erectile dysfunction and why you got kidney failure all over the place. Nobody wants to admit those things because they're ugly. Nobody wants to so listen, 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 and I hear you, and I want to. I'm desperately trying to understand. <laughs> desperately, I definitely want to understand everything that you said, and I understand what you. I'm trying to, brother. Trust me. I'm but just trying. I'm just things, trying to, I just don't believe a curse will come without some kind of cause. I just don't believe it will just come in in the absence of nothing. Because as they say, you know, the enemy can't find, come, but he finds nothing on me. If you live by that, you know, then you you got you 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 should have a problem. But okay. what you're trying to tell me is if you, what you're saying, and everybody on this call is saying, well, it doesn't have to have a cause; it just comes. That makes no that makes that's foreign listen, to me. Listen, 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 listen. It doesn't necessarily. We're not necessarily saying that there is no cause. Yes, there are causes. The brother said. He did not know, and there was really no uh, uh, definitive answer to where cancer comes from. You, I mean, it's like, okay, we can sit down and say, because there's so many different cancers, right? How do people get colon cancer? Oh, maybe they eat bad. You can say they eat bad, but people that don't eat bad still get colon cancer. Mm. Hey, how, how, about this? how about this from a biblical perspective? Um, God said we're supposed to live 120 years. Man is is at man is designed 
to live 120 years. Um, why aren't people living 120 years, even the people that 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 eat right and work out and everything? I don't think anybody's living like zero percent of people are living to 120 years. Okay. And I know there's no, 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 no. You but, got that twisted. What was promised to you is that seventy promised seventy years. The max from seventy to one twenty, everything else between seventy to one twenty is great. But the max. But why would a person die? At one stage between seventy and one twenty, because that's that's a period of grace. Why Moses would a person die in thirty? Mo, Moses Mo, Moses died when he was one twenty, but he and he died normal, and wasn't nothing wrong with him. He was walking and everything. He just popped out. That was it. Okay, it was, listen, it was, why, okay. why would a person die at thirty six? Why are we talking about that seventy and forget about that? Why thirty six? Why people somebody died prostate cancer at thirty six? Okay, but you gotta check what they're doing, man. You gotta check what they're eating. I mean, you gotta check everything. I know somebody at twenty five got diabetes. You know, twenty five. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, yeah, twenty five diabetes. I'm like, how did, and then you know, yeah, you overweight, but you can't say how did this come? How did this happen? I wasn't doing nothing. Well, you you weighed like five hundred pounds. No, but what do you then mean you there's people. Nothing? There's people that aren't overweight that have diabetes, brother. I understand that. I'm just saying this particular guy, but I'm just saying he's saying that he didn't do anything, but you waste 500 pounds. Hey, Darren, there's six-year-olds with cancer. It's mm. from coming from your family. Your family, it's all from Dang. family. Different parts Dang. of your family, your mother, your father. It's, he ain't hearing you. He ain't hearing you. I, 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 I hear you. Earlier. I, I, Everybody's going I, with cancer. Everybody's going with yeah. a cancer cell. Everybody. That's what I said. That's right. I believe that. And and I, that when true. I researched that's it, fact. That, yeah. I found out that is a fact. Yeah, I didn't know that's that. That's why I stated it earlier. Yeah, that's why I stated it earlier. Yeah. But it's something yeah. that activates. To have breast cancer, do you supposed to be smoking to get breast cancer? That's not even true. No. You know, I, I have a, a family member that died of breast cancer. Never drink. Never smoke. Never party. Never did. A perfect housewife. She dies of cancer. So, mm-hmm. you know, we we can't say what where it's coming from, but it's it's, no. it's part of your family traditions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so now, Darren, history. do you agree with what the brother just said? I do agree. I do agree that it could be hereditary. I do just okay. like, and and I think we explained. Hold on, I, I think I explained it before. My daddy drink like a fish. When I took no, that no, one no, no, drink, no, 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 no. I t- oh, oh, I'm just I'm just associating with something. I'm All not right. talking about somebody's habits. I'm just talking about the fact that it's heredi- It can be hereditary. Let's just keep it there for one minute. Okay, that I know. I was relating it to kidney. I was relating this to kidney failure and all these other things. Well, let let me say something to you. Okay. If your sister had breast cancer. There's, that puts you at higher risk of having prostate cancer or colon cancer or another cancer in your body. Do you agree with that? I don't know. I never, never explored that. Really? Yeah, I, never I found that out, too. But I found that out, too. Different types of cancer. Different types of cancer. It doesn't matter. It's in your family. Nine times out of ten, you are at risk. Let's just put it that way. At risk. I agree. At risk. Yep. 
So in knowing that, why wouldn't we stay two steps ahead of it? But that's when everybody. That's everybody. You're everybody Nobody's on the, exempt. Nobody's exempt. Apparently, Nobody's according exempt. to Ike, white, white men are. He did not say they're exempt. <laughs> no, he, did not he didn't say they're exempt. exempt. No, I'm Nobody's just saying, a, a set, I'm saying according to the statistics, somebody's exempt that, and, and there's more white people exempt than black people. What difference does that make to you? It makes a huge people. difference because somebody's doing something right and somebody else is doing something wrong. It's coming, it's coming, a curse is coming on one people and it's not another? Come on, man. That disproves whatever you just said. Because if you just said everybody is, is, is nobody's exempt, then every it should be the effect on everybody. Now I'm not saying I'm not going to get checked because what he said is definitely, you know, uh, uh, educated me one step further than before I got on this call. I mean, I uh, thank you for that, that that knowledge, bro. And I mean, I am going to get checked, you know, because I want them stakes every Chris. But if it wasn't for that, you know, I probably wouldn't, I probably wouldn't even think about it. So well, I mean, can, I probably wouldn't even. Can we pause right there and just clarify, and maybe the brothers can help us, that, like Darren said, that he's going to go get checked. Like, what does that actually mean? Is that just simply getting a blood test or really bending over and getting the white glove no in your physical. butt? I'm going to get everything. I've heard that the, the blood test the is not that effective. It's usually the first step. Because what happens, your primary doctor does that. Then after that, if she feels that or he feels that your prostate is enlarged, then you get referred to a urologist. Okay. And then they do so the test. So the, the initial test is just a blood test? No, the finger. The finger. Oh, the finger is the initial test. With the glove. With, yep, with the with glove. The glove. And, with the, and, and with the blood test in, uh, in conjunction with the finger? Confirm yes. this? Yes. The blood work mm-hmm. confirms it, yes. Yes. That's the PSA. That will confirm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I think I'm just going to get the blood thing done. I don't know about that. <laughs> 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 and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not being funny. You got to bend them over, brother. You got to bend them over. Listen, what, I'm, what, I, what he just said makes sense. You know, the... The, but, the blood but, test first, and then the finger check confirms it. No, and if I get the blood the other way test, no, he did not no, say that. The way no, no, no. Yes, it is. The blood work is not going to tell you if you got an enlarged prostate. Okay, 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 okay. Now, again, this is a fact. Fifty percent of people with an enlarged prostate will have cancer one day. It took me eight years, but I had an enlarged prostate. So that was a fact. It happened. Okay. Okay, hold on, okay. hold on. Let's, let's stop right there. So what were the symptoms that you had? Now, hold on. Don't, don't go anywhere. Robert, did you have an enlarged prostate? No, I didn't. Okay. Now, what were the symptoms that you see? One didn't have an enlarged prostate but had prostate cancer. So we got to pay attention. Now, what were the symptoms that you had of your enlarged prostate? What were the um Difficulty you're talking to Robert or are you talking to me? No, I'm talking to you now. And what's your name again? I forgot. Ron. Ron. Okay, Ron. What What no, was I your... Didn't. I didn't have any. Remember, eight years ago I had a brother that had the surgery. 
I promised him that I'd go get myself checked. So I went to my primary doctor, and he did the finger, the glove, and he sent me to a urologist. He said, your, your, your prostate is enlarged. You need to see a urologist. urologist. Wow. Wow. Okay, that's how it started with me eight years ago. Wow. See, so I've been that answer holds. I've been for six years. That adds a whole new twist to it. And I'm, I, I know you said it before, but now it's really starting to sink in with me. Because you see commercials all the time for people trying to sell that probate prostate or whatever these things they're selling on these info, infomercials. They're talking about men that frequently going to the bathroom and <clears throat> the effects of an enlarged prostate. And so those are people that are dealing with symptoms. He just said he didn't have any symptoms. Think about that. No symptoms at all. And still go get checked out and it's enlarged. That's a little scary to me. Yeah, I, I can relate to that. Um, you know, because in 2005, you know, when I had blood work done, you know, the results came back that there was something that my thyroid gland, the numbers were a little off. And when I had the blood work done, I was coming off of the flu and a stomach virus. So I was just like, whatever. Because, I, I mean, other than that, you know, I'm healthy. I didn't have any quote-unquote symptoms or anything. So I just, you know, pass it off. And then in 2008, when I had, you know, my blood work done again, the exact same uh, results came back in you know, my wife was just like, you know, in, in, in 2005, we just had the one child, and then in 2008, we had two children. So at that point, you know, you know, the wife was just like, do you want me to make the appointment or are you going to make the appointment? It's up to you, brother. Hey, you hey, know, hey Ronnie, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. Were you born with your thyroid condition or did that just came on? No, no. I mean, as far as I know, there are no um, – hereditary, you know, and again, I didn't have any symptoms, and the only way it was detected was through my blood work, through a checkup, actually through a, a blood work checkup through my job. They have a wellness program, and my primary care, I didn't, I, I did not find out through my primary care doctor. I actually found out through the wellness program who was actually, they were actually doing a more thorough uh, blood test than my primary care, and you know, but again, from 2005 to 2008, and then I found out that I, I you know, I had an overactive thyroid, and I had as I had nodules. I had ten nodules on my thyroid gland as well. So, you know, okay, it was so a you're telling me now, okay, so now you're telling me that one doctor is smarter than the other doctor. They both graduated probably from the same school. Really, Darren? Did you just ask that question? How loud? <laughs> no, no. No, 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 it was listen, it was, listen, it was one doctor. I'm asking. I, I went to, no, I went no, to listen, one doctor. No, you said that your your primary doctor didn't even find it. He's not a That's specialist. Because they didn't check. They didn't check. They didn't check for my thyroid gland levels. They didn't. Okay, they, you, so when you do means, blood work, you can you can check off what you know type of work you want done. You can do all kinds of things with the blood. You know. You so can, that means. You, so that means you had this thyroid condition probably forever. And you never did know. I don't, and it never I don't did know about that. I mean, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know if I had it forever. I wouldn't. No, I mean, it didn't just come out of the blue. I mean, listen, if this thing come out of the blue, you had to have it. Get, I mean, you just did a checkup. Just 
Okay, so all this time you done had this thyroid high, high levels in your thyroid gland, and no, no symptoms came on. You didn't have anything that was wrong with you to even know that anything was wrong, right? Correct. Darren, he was Darren, he was eating too many snickerdoodles from Oliver Mall. <laughs> That's how he got it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, no, it's because, actually Darren. Because it, just don't, me, it me, just don't make no sense. It just don't me, make no sense you. in how. Okay, go ahead. Let me let me help you. And, and just to finish this off, it, I mean, literally, I I think that my habits, I eat the same. You know, my wife actually cooks very healthy stuff. So, you know, I'm I'm like you. I don't eat the cheeseburgers and all that stuff, like, you know, all the time on a regular basis. But, you know, so, again, you know, going back to the symptoms, I didn't have any symptoms. You know, and I had the biopsy, and thankfully they weren't cancerous, so I know all about that. You know, so... And then my endocrinologist was like, okay, you know, you had the biopsy. We couldn't find anything cancerous. So here are your options. We do a biopsy every year. And I had 10 nodules, so he told me that, you know, essentially they just they just do a biopsy on the three largest ones, but the other seven could be cancerous, but they just pick the biggest three and go that route because it's very uncomfortable. And so he was like, you can the do that every was, year. The test was uncomfortable or what, what did you say? The biopsy is uncomfortable because, like okay. the brother said, okay. you know, it's a, they, back, they basically stick a needle just um, just beneath your Adam's apple and okay. they grab tissue. Yeah. And you can feel right. it going all throughout your veins and everything. It's uncomfortable. So, you know, he was like, look, we can do that every year. And they don't give you any anesthesia. He gave me an ice pack. He was like, hold that on your neck and I'll be back. And I'm like, really? Really, dude? You know, so, but, so, I mean, that was the, quote, unquote, the numbness, you know, the the numbing agent was an ice pack from the freezer. I mean, it, it was weird to me. So, he was just like, we can do that every year, or you can get your thyroid gland removed and pop a pill for the rest of your life. So, I was like, I'll take the option to get my thyroid gland removed, and I have no regrets. You know, I had it done in 2009. And ever since then, you know, I'm without a thyroid gland. And to compensate, I have to pop a pill every morning when I wake up. Okay, let me, ask you, let, me, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. If you hadn't, have, you said that happened three years ago? How, how long ago that was? No, the initial test came back was nine years ago, 2005. Nine and then years it re- ago. And then a, 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 the same results came back in 2008, which was six years ago. Now, let me ask y'all, I'm just asking y'all, I'm just throwing this question out here. Now, they give, you a, they give everybody a flu shot every year. Now, the, what the flu shot is, is a dosage of the flu so you can get a, your body can be immune to it by the time the real one comes so it won't kill you off. All right. Now, Rodney, I'm thinking to myself, you have, you've always had this thyroid problem. Now, whether it was hereditary, you was born with it, or your daddy had it, or whatever, or probably people who done died in your family when they, they was 90 and never knew they had a thyroid problem. But when a doctor says something and they say that, hey, here's your problem right here, so how is it a problem? Now, cancer is very, very serious. I'm not saying nothing. I'm not trying to be mean that. But how is something like what you had a problem if it didn't affect your life? Was it going to take the years off your life? Was it going to start growing its abscess on your neck? Was it going to was it going to turn into a cancerous thing? What was the, what would be the side effect if you never did anything about it? Yeah, potential cancerous uh, cells could have developed in my thyroid gland. Absolutely. 
That so was you doing? Oh, that was the so you what was a what was a scare tactic? Preventative. I mean, was a scare, preventative. Yeah. So you were preventing cancer from coming to your body by removing something that never bothered you your whole life. Yes, potentially. There okay. was no guarantee okay. that it would you know, surface. Okay. But and you know, you're just talking about the hereditary piece. Now, my son, he's two years old, but he's very small. You know, and he's 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 not. Um, he's healthy. I mean, he's fine. You know, but as far as the growth chart, I think he's off the growth chart. Been off the growth chart. You know, as far as his weight, and he, you know, he don't eat a lot. And but because I know, so check his. I, I mean, I have to be mindful of. You know, his father had a thyroid problem. You know, mm-hmm. and the overactive thyroid typically is in women. Sometimes it affects it affects your weight gain one way or the other. And typically in women, it makes them, you know, they can't really lose weight, you know, or can't right, keep their right, weight down. Right. You know, Hard. whereas with me, yeah. it was it was the opposite. <laughs> like I can eat eight cheeseburgers and I never gain a pound. You know, and you know my son again, I'm just watching him because. You know, again, I have his father <laughs> had a thyroid problem, so I know that you know when it comes time that potentially, you know, we need to we need to watch that. And again, it was not detected in my. I have to special order the blood test to check his thyroid. Hmm. Okay, so there's something that you said that your thyroid was removed. And that was the best option at the time. Yes. Right. So I want to touch back really quick. Now it gets to a point, and this is just from the research that, that I've done. And I may, you know, I don't know as much as Robert and Ron, but there comes to a point where your prostate gets to a point where they can no longer repair it or they can no longer, I guess, do radiation, and they just take the prostate out. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, have a in the early stages of it. Negative. Negative. That, okay, that so, when, so when does it, when is it when they remove the prostate? Okay, what what happens is once once you found out that you have cancer in the prostate, you have choices. Okay. Um, the choices are you can do radiation. That's right. You can do um, chemo. You can have mm-hmm. a seed put in there. You can have the prostate frozen. Um, I think it's one other, other than remove. That was so. My whole thing was, I remember. 1991, when my sister passed away uh, from breast cancer. They removed one breast, and then it seemed like it got worse after that. But anyway, she went to chemo every two days out of a week, two days out of a week, and I used to take that. And I watched her deteriorate off this earth. Basically, in the early 90s, they just came up with this chemo thing. And I don't think, I think they used it for guinea pig because I really don't think, this was supposed to happen. I watched her go from five, four foot three to two foot one. She shriveled up like a piece of bacon, right in front of your eyes. Every time she came back from, and the whole time she had her mind, but not the body. Wow. Hey guys. So 
you know, again, here it is that, you know, when, when it comes to stuff like that, I didn't want to do anything dealing with the chemo or the radiation because I thought about my sister. And it's no guarantee that that's going to cure it when it won't come back. So my whole thing was if they take the organ out and all the cancer go with it, I should be cancer-free. So that's the that's the direction I went in. And, you know, my doctor told me whatever you feel is best. And I asked him to feel his opinion as well. So with technology being so good nowadays, hey, what's up? Um, you know, there's a lot of things you can do. Now, my, my coworker that had it for two and a half years, and, again, that's one of them guys that didn't go to the doctor. They don't want to touch it by removing it because it could get aggressive when the air hit it. So he had to go through chemo for 30 straight days. Wow. Now, the last I talked to him, he's going to have surgery where they're going to put a seed inside of the prostate. That's mm. supposed to contain the, the cancer from getting aggressive. So my thing was, I don't need it anymore. Do you guys know what a prostate does? No. It this creates is, the semen and holds the semen. Produces that's sperm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Uh, I'm 55 uh, next month. Uh, well, January. I definitely don't want any more kids. I got two grown adults. Don't need no more. So I. I didn't need the organ anyway. <laughs> That's all it's for. Get it. Get take it. So, 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 so let me ask you something, bro. Let me ask you something, Ron. Right? Yeah. That's Ron. Yeah. Ron. Ron. Um. Yeah. Um. You said that the prostate holds the semen. Makes now, the semen. Forgive me. It makes it. it holds. Makes it. Uh. I get. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm saying it right. But that's what. Okay. It, so. Okay, so if you get the if you get the prostate removed, then it doesn't make semen. So after you get reach a climax, and again, forgive my ignorance, I'm just trying to understand, you know, what happens if when you climax, it just just it just it's just a feeling of of, of reaching That's a climax. A Nothing comes out anymore because all everything is disconnected. Okay, wow. Okay. Wow. And I, I don't know, Bobby didn't share this with you guys, but just earlier, you know, when you have this surgery, your nerves are damaged from the surgery. Right, you so, two nerves. Yep. No erection. No erection. It's been a year, and still I'm waiting. Wait, no erection, you said? Nope. Yeah. Yep. Zip, zero. It's like a noodle. I found that with the... Uh... For my research too. That's what. That's kind of where I was going. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's not yeah. that some feeling again, but still not enough to penetrate. So you know, I sure. I can still get satisfaction through oral. So I'm not totally out of the game. Right. I got right, you. Right. Are you? You so say you married, bro? You say you married? Not anymore. No. Yeah. So Did, uh, I'm sorry. You said that. As a result of having your prostate removed, mm-hmm. it, it, uh, it messed you up with an erection. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a major is surgery. That, it's is a major that a hundred percent or or what? 
Oh, you got. No, when I say, I mean, it, does that happen a hundred percent of the time to men who? Oh, all the time, all the time, all the yeah. time, all the time. So it's pretty much guaranteed if you get your prostate removed, you won't be able to get an erection. Yep. Well, pretty much. Wait a minute. Can't they? Can't they do something to put something in there to keep it hard or something? Got to be disconnected. What What goes on? The prostate is in the middle of your your rectum and your bladder. So they remove the prostate and then bump up the rectum to the bladder and put everything back together. That's very simple. Oh. That's simple. That's the simple. And it, it, it just takes time. It takes time to heal. Yeah. No, all right. Okay, I ain't talking about this. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. They can't put they can't put nothing in your penis to make it hard. Well, like a pump. Well, there's some things you can do now. I think it's yeah. just. Is there some? Yeah. Yeah. Cause y'all making some definitive statements here, like you ain't gonna get no erection no more. Like they no, ain't no. no it's, it's, it's just oh, a no, matter no, of healing. It, 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 you know, it's the time. It's, it's just like anything else. Rome wasn't built in a day, so yeah, it's gonna come. It's gonna come. What, uh, I what don't understand what y'all saying. Yeah, what well, that's saying just with the with the procedure and everything, and then like I said, you taking the proper medicine. Time will come. You know, with a broken arm. So what that mean? That will come. That mean you'll get your erection back. Yeah, yeah, you get it back. Of yes. Oh, you get yes. your erection back. Yes. yes. But it okay. could be it's years. But they talking years, right? It's, it's well, been a year. The first guy that, that I knew that had the surgery, I was explaining to you guys earlier. That's the reason why I got myself checked eight years ago. It's two years for him. But everybody's different, so. Sure. Uh, sure. I don't think sure. it's gonna take two for me because, like I said, it's starting to come around after a year, and yeah. um, it's, it's working. It's just but what about Viagra though? Like, does can can Viagra well, or it's, no? It's, it won't work because you're not getting any blood flow, so you yeah, just you need, need that blood flow. Right. Oh my. Yeah. Man, Man this here, uh, ter- This is terrible. Well, well I, I mean, yeah, you right. You go Self-checked in, right? That's what I'm saying. Have it checked out. <laughs> but we're here. Because you know, my just got his they removed, and he didn't tell me nothing about losing no damn erection now. Hey, this real talk now, man. This is yeah. talk radio here. That's right. <laughs> it just got real, didn't it? Didn't it got real real yeah, fast? Yeah, it got real real fast. <laughs> hey, guys. But, but what's so bad about it? Is I ain't never heard that ever. Nope. Right. Me neither. Me neither. Hey, never. I got good friends that have had their prostate removed, and ain't Google nobody it. said nothing yeah. about losing no erection. They, they, oh yeah, they would tell you. Well, like I said, if you're doing the radiation, you can still. But that the chance of that coming back, the cancer coming back, once you have that. Right. But with no the removal of it, it takes it's a longer process. Now it's it's a guarantee that it won't come back. Not my prostate because it's gone. Right. So it comes somewhere else. That's a different story. So get that colonoscopy too, guys. You know. Yeah, that's next. That's next. Yep. So so yep. so being as though now we know, there's no excuse. There's no nope. excuse. So if you yeah, say, I had a, I've had a colonoscopy. Yeah, we're, we're going to get to that in two seconds. So so if you say you have to go get a digital exam 
finger oh, in your on. butt and the blood test. It's, it's on. on. Yeah, it's on. It's on. Because yeah, your man, because 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 again, that that's 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 what we like to do. We like to, you know, what I'm saying. Have but fun. you but you see how yeah. you see how much knowledge we didn't have because because yeah. before he said that before he said that nobody I mean I wouldn't have equated that to not having not I mean losing my ability to have an erection. It's kind of personal, guys. I mean, you know. It's personal, man. It's personal. That's why we just I mean, you know, and, and, and it kind of changed your lifestyle tremendously. Stuff me, I'm a single guy. But the so. but the doctors ain't even putting that out. I mean, you don't hear that on a on a. You know, you hear about Viagra to help you get it up, but you don't hear about it. Uh, the prostate is so important to check out because I mean, you know, but this is the side effect. You don't even exactly. never. I never heard of that. If they spun it that way, like you would lose your erection, man, they have uh, – they, they, you couldn't get an appointment to get a prostate That's exam. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're right. I mean, literally. You know, but, but I mean, but, but, but Tony, you added but something in there. Yeah, I that's mean, but Tony, you, you added right. a procedure in there that, that, you know, I've heard, but we ain't really discussed that either. You know, because we talked about the finger in the butt. I think everybody's clear on that. We talked about the blood test. I think everybody's clear on that. But you mentioned something about a digital exam. What, what are you That's talking the finger about? In the butt. That's the finger in the butt. That's just a, uh, another way of saying it. Finger, digit, Uh-oh. one finger, That's digit. That's the easy way to say it. It's That's the easy way to say it. Oh, okay. So okay. it's one and the same. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, the finger in the butt part, do they, do they give you, do they numb you for that too? No, 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 no they don't. Nah. They put the jelly on. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, water does not the water does not get hot enough when you shower, and the soap does not get you clean. <laughs> hey, look, look, look. Hey, oh, hey, I, I, say I like that it. again. Say that again, A female doctor. You know what? It's a female doctor. Yeah. Come on. I don't have a female doctor, man. And, I've never and, had a look, female doctor give me an anal, uh, whatchamacallit. It's no, always hey, unfortunate been a doctor. Hey, God. Not saying that a female would make it any easier. It would. Wait, they got wait. small fingers. They got smaller fingers. Smaller fingers, exactly. I, I got, I I got, got nails. How small they Hold on, hold on. I just want to say one other thing, just right quick. This is a story uh, one of my high school buddies told me years ago. Uh, was at a reunion, and he said we was talking about this prostate thing. And uh, he said he had a, uh, a doctor that was an ex-football player, at lineman at that. And uh, they start talking about the prostate thing, and he just happened to look down at his hands. And this guy back in the days, the real football man, the guy played with broken <laughs> fingers. So this man looked so bad. He said, he changed doctors. He said, there's no way that guy's sticking his finger in my butt. It's just, he had to have to it, man. And just to think about what he's saying, I was like, man, I can imagine that. Looking at an old lineman with, with fingers been broke, they all disconnected. Uh, kind of like <laughs> that was some funny stuff, man. I was so happy about that, man. I say, wow, let's see. And when he told me that, I would have got a female doctor. I promise you I did. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. A female doctor. Yeah. I don't know, man. Female doctor, male doctor. Just the finger in the butt is just. It's. I've gone. I've, I've had. I've. I've had. I've had inspection, but still, it just. It takes a little time to get over that, man. 
But please yeah. be specific. How long is their finger in your butt looking around? Like, I mean, how long is it? Not, not long. long. Man. Five seconds. Not five long seconds. at all. Yeah, it that. feels like eternity, man, when it happens, though, man. I mean, so five it's, seconds I mean, because it, it in your butt. does something to you mentally. Like, damn. Yeah. Hey, dude. Well, when on. you think about, <laughs> but when you think about, think about hold what on. happened. Go ahead. Hold on, hold on. Go ahead. You said that does something to you. Just think for a whole year you couldn't penetrate. Right. Exactly. Hey, I'm still trying to get my mind around that one. That I'm still like, wow. Are well, look what you prevented though. A finger in the butt. Oh my man, I'm way past that. Five seconds. For five seconds. <laughs> he said he's way past that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What y'all need to do? It saved my life. It saved my life. Female finger. It saved his life. It saved his life. What y'all need to do is is go ahead and let your wife start fingering your booty just to get get you ready. You know. (laughs) (laughs) I need you to kill yourself right now. I need you to kill yourself. Yes, listen, guys, guys, listen, 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 listen. Honestly, honestly, we on here. We're getting this good information. God is blessing us with this good information. The only thing I want you guys to take from this, if you could, just know your number. Just know it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Know your well, number. Listen. Stay on top of it, man, and and that's it. Check this out, man. What what that brother just said, man, he said if we don't get it, then here's the alternative. Yes. Now, just by looking at the alternative, you know, if the doctor just got big fingers, how big is the fingers that your doctor is, Tony? So I might have to be <laughs> checking out. But because I need, because I, because I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. Because when you that's that's part of your manhood. Because and that's see, my, when my wife had, you know, she had breast cancer, and they she had a double mastectomy, she felt like she lost a piece of, you know, her being a woman. And I'm like, well, you, mm. you got other things that, that that's okay. You good to go because I'm your husband and you're straight. And I ain't leaving mm. you. But we only got one thing attached to us that that we take pride and joy in, you know, and, and if we lose uh, the, the lifelong, you know, uh, usage of that tool, and you're talking about years, that mm. that has to do something to you psycholo- psychologically oh, as well oh, oh. as one finger, you know. So, you know, I, I would take two fingers. You know, I mean, I ain't trying to be perverted, but it would if it's gonna save that from happening. And, and, yes, and, and my question, my, but my question to you is, it doesn't matter if they freeze it. Is it if they you say they freeze it, they can remove well, it. And what's the other, other things you can do? But because I didn't experience it, I can't talk about it because I don't know. Uh, you know, about the erection part with that. But me and, and uh Robert, we we both had the same surgery, so you know, we, we talk all the time. And there is a God <laughs> and I've spoken right, with right. uh Bobby right. about this as well. There's a shot you can take. Mhm. That's a whole we'll uh a shot? You, yep. A shot. Where they where they give you the shot at? You have to give yourself the shot into the rectum, into your tissue, and it gives what? you a, a two hour erection. What? What? The third. Wait, wait, the third wait, all wait, over wait, 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 w
get in the rectum. With a needle? Rectum, rectum. In your rectum. Oh, in the rectum. Okay, all right, gotcha. All right, gotcha. Wait a minute. Is this for people? Oh, I'm sorry. This is for people who've had their prostate removed and they're in that one to two year period waiting to have an erection. The alternative is getting a shot in the rectum. Yep. And that'll get them hard for that. That'll get them hard for a couple of hours, and then they back down. That's right. There you go. So, so wait a minute. Is that a cost as well, or is that part of it? Uh, it's take care of it. It is a cost. Uh, uh, I got a friend that uh, my insurance takes care of mine, but he he pays a uh, hundred and fifty bucks for a month's worth of supplies. Have you have you utilized that service yet? Oh yes, sir. <laughs> okay, so so from the time you leave the doctor's office. You got what three hours, and then that's a wrap. Or no, what happens? The doctor shows you the first time how 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 to stick yourself, and then from then on you do it on your own. Yeah, I'm five minutes away from my doctor's office, so it worked out fine. Okay, uh, so wait a minute. So you, you have you put this needle. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, uh, no. Go ahead. You about to ask my question? No, sure. no. So you put this needle. And 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 in your 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 anal hole. And no, you don't know what no, no, no. Pump your brakes. Pump your brakes. We're talking about your your D I C K, your dick. Yeah. You oh, you put, put a, you put a needle. Whoa, whoa! Wait a minute. You didn't say that. I thought you said direct them. Okay. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought he said How does that. I thought you said the rectum. You didn't say the rectum? Did I, did I say rectum? Yeah, you, you did. Rectum. You, did. You, rectum. you did say rectum. Oh. Well, I think he knows the difference if he's shooting himself <laughs> in his in his man part, if he's shooting what, himself in his rectum. So do you shoot tell what he's saying. Wait, wait, let's clear it up. Is it in your rectum or is it in your penis? Penis. penis. So where are you shooting That's in up. your penis? What, in the, the side or through the... The tissue. To the side? Yep. To the side? Yeah. Anywhere in the tissue. As long as it's not in the vein. As long as it's not. Oh, okay. Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that? As long as it's not in the vein. Okay. What uh, happens if you hit a vein? Don't hit a vein. Just don't hit a vein. Just don't. Okay. That's a whole different lifestyle, bro. That is a it lifestyle is. change for real. Mm. So, 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 so where we at with that, Darren? Where, where we at with that? Hey, I'm I'm on my way, bro. I might get. You I might go down here to Georgia. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you just hey, opened up Michael, a whole Dad. new book. <laughs> Why y'all Thanksgiving break? You might get sick. Can I get a prostate exam while I'm down here? <laughs> well, I'm down here, baby. I got Edna. I'm good. Oh my god. Go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, look, look, man. Hey, um, um, this ain't whew. funny no more, bro. This ain't it's funny not. no more. Well, but guess what? It never was. It never was. But you know, sometimes we gotta up, we gotta man. reel it in What's slow. Up? We gotta reel it in. Hey, slow. hey, Tony. Before you go off, I just a quick question. Since we're talking about the the prostate, um, still, I, I know that getting your prostate removed in order for them to actually take the biopsy, they go through your 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 butthole. How do they yeah. actually remove the prostate out of your body? 
Basically, well, because of, well, me and Bobby had two different kind of surgeries. Um, right. They removed his from the top, basically like a, a woman having a C-section. Yeah, from the belly, navel, from the navel below towards the um, your with groin my, area. Well, my situation, my prostate was was so big, they basically cut me a new asshole. Wow. Wow. So my my um, recovery was longer than Bobby's because, you know, my sitting process, because we both, you know, have the same job, we sit for a living, I couldn't come back to work as soon as he could because of, you know, where they cut me from. And then I said wow. I couldn't bicycle anymore. Well, I can probably this summer, but for a whole year, I couldn't ride horseback riding, couldn't go to musical park. Uh, was that was that your choice? Was that your choice for them to do it? No, like that? no, that was doctor's orders. That was doctor's orders. I cut a whole oh. whole lot of all my hobbies basically. So, well, I, I, I made a uh, well, I used uh, DC fishing. Well, I couldn't be pulling and tugging, couldn't lift something heavy. So I actually took fishing away too. But I went out and invested in electric rod, so I was still able to do that. So, no, no, sir. What I was asking, what I was asking you, was it the doctor's choice to say it's going to come from your belly or out of your rectum, well, or was that kind of like because because of the organ being so large, the to move around to cut it from the top, you have to move around a bunch of stuff to get to it. Okay. You know, he said it. You know, he suggested that we go in from the bottom because it'd be easier to get. He to suggested. It. He he suggested that. What did he? Did he tell you about all the side effects of the recovery process? Is going to be longer than it would if it come out the abdomen, or? Uh, yes, he, he told me yeah, because of the job that I did have. That's it. I'm fine with that. I have asthma, so I get paid for being home. And I, you know, I had oh, okay. I was in joints at work, of a, a, a sick leave. So no, right. the recovery. Okay. I, was, I could have stayed out longer than that if I wanted to, but it, uh, you know, I was ready to go back to work. I stayed out for six months. And how did you have a, how, how did you, I mean, were you able to have a bowel movement? How were your bowel movements? Well, it, it, in the beginning, it was kind of kind of tough because the, the hose was right next to each other, basically. And, you know, it couldn't strain because, uh, you know, the stitches. So, yeah. you know, they gave me uh, medication to uh, soften my, my stool and, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So. You know, they, they was prepared for it. They knew what they were doing. You know, it, it was a slow process. So, like I said, my, I had to make the right adjustments and did what I had to do. So when you went now, let me ask you a personal question. Well, all of them sure. personal, really. But were did you uh, were you divorced before this happened, or were you? Yeah. Was, was it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Mm-hmm. So you didn't have nobody so, to help you out a lot around. Yeah, I did. I, I have a female friend that that uh, I still I'm still with. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. good, good, okay. good, 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 good. Yes. Yeah. 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 That, that process can be kind of lonely and painful. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, she understands where I'm at, and you know, she helps you out the best she can, and, and we, you know, it works out. And that, and that's even. I mean, if you think about that. For her not to be your wife and to stick by yeah. you through that ordeal, yes. that's that's kind of heavy. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Special, that's a special woman, man. That's a. I'm surprised you ain't married to her yet because that's a special woman, man. And yeah, you well, can't get an erection. It's on the table. 
<laughs> well, well, Dan, guys, Dan, you get an erection. Take the shot. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Dan, you know if they were married, she wouldn't have been doing all that. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, kidding I'm kidding. Go ahead, Mr. Host. Back to you, well, Mr. Host. Well, Back to you. Well, yeah. Well, what I was going to say is that, you know, women, sometimes they're a little smarter than we give them credit for. So when they tell you to go to the doctor, they're looking yeah. long-term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know, know what I'm saying? Know, period. Um, that's why females aren't with us, because we won't go to the doctor. They go to the doctor for a headache. We, we got to be damn near dying to go to the doctor. The next headache I have, I'm going to the doctor. It don't matter. Whatever it is, I'm going to the doctor. That's what you yeah. got insurance for. That's right. Wow. That's right. That's right. Man. That's right. And look, mm-hmm. and, and look. Speaking of that, you can't. We can't use insurance as an excuse because I know some people do that too. When I didn't have insurance, my doctor's visit was seventy five dollars. So you know, in between jobs and having insurance, I paid my doctor seventy five dollars, and then if I had to get a blood test, that was one hundred and fifty dollars. So some people pay four hundred dollars a month. So yeah, some people paying one hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, I'm sorry, four hundred, five hundred dollars a month. You know what I'm saying? So, so let, let me ask you something. You know, yeah. Let me ask something. Does the insurance pay or cover all of the necessary prescriptions, surgeries, uh, everything that you had to go through as far as your, um, you know, your surgery was concerned? Because now they get a little flaky. And that's another reason why, I mean, I believe a lot of people are dying because they don't have the proper insurance to keep them alive. Now, is your insurance, did it cover everything or did it just cover Yeah, majority, majority. I had to spend out of pocket, but it was just to the hospital. And you can imagine what that bill was. I only stayed one night there overnight. And uh, Yeah, that, that was probably, that was probably, what, two, three million dollars, easy. No, it wasn't that much. Uh, I ended up having a thousand out of pocket to the hospital, and that was it. That's all I had to pay. But, you know, that's why I paid for all that, man. They they ended up paying me in six months $24,000. So, you know, I've used Athletic before uh, with my wife's pregnancy, actually, a couple of times. And, you know, of course, we, you know, we planned, I mean, the pregnancies were planned. It wasn't like, oh, you know, we got to get athletic. So with, with the whole athletic, did you, were you strategic about getting the procedures done? And, or excuse me, were you strategic about getting signed up and getting your um, premium paid for athletic prior to you having the, the procedures done? Or, or how did you work all that out? You know, it's, it's, I don't know what, what made me do it, but, I was, uh, I had Aflac for about six years now. I was on uh, vacation, uh, I guess about six years down in Atlanta, and my my buddy I was staying with, neighbor, was an Aflac agent. And she actually, you know, seen me standing in the driveway, and she, you know, I went over there and started talking to her, and she started explaining about Aflac, just Aflac in general. And uh, I didn't know nothing about it, but knowing that it was an insurance and all. But I ended up picking up a. That's before I even found out. Uh, nope. You know what? I did know that I had an enlarged prostate at that point, but I ended up getting a cancer policy. But I didn't know 
that I could end up with cancer and anything like that. But I got the cancer policy then, and then about six months later, I got a short-term disability policy. So, so that's so all a cart then. You, like you just don't years. cover everything. You just. I did cover a lot. It depends on what you what you what you want, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they cover a whole lot. You you'd be surprised, man. You can get a get a policy for any and everything as far as sickness. Mhm. Yeah, good so, one. Thanks. So Aflac is Aflac is just like a, a grocery store. You just pick up a a la carte, whatever you want. It just you pick up, you put down what you don't want no more. Well, yeah, um, AFLAC is like a short-term, I mean, it's not to get into the whole insurance piece, but as far as I'm concerned, it's a supplemental insurance to your regular insurance, so like short-term disability and stuff like that. So it's not necessarily like, and now, you know, today they may give you, they may, um, they might, I'm sure they can sell you a full policy um, in these days, but, um, you know, as far as I'm aware, it's basically to supplement you know, your main policy, and they pay you, you know, when you're out of work, you still get a check. Right, especially if you don't get hurt on the job. Like, your your job won't won't pay you for getting hurt outside the job. Yep. You know, like a comp situation. But, yeah, that's that's why it's it's good to have anyway. Uh, Yeah, I I just think the insurance piece is is just as important as having the the stuff done, too. I mean, the, the surgery, possible surgery, because... You know, a lot of people think you walk around here, you know, don't have insurance either, you know. Uh, but now it's, now it's against the law not to have insurance. But some people get the minimum just to think that there's nothing like that is going to happen to them. If you're talking about $24,000 plus another 1000 because you was in the hospital for one more day, you know, that that's a lot of money. And if you're not prepared, people don't prepare themselves to go to the doctor and be off for a couple of months. Right. So thanks for sharing that, bro. Yeah, no doubt. What what is the next um, time you guys going to do this? Every Tuesday night. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, but you you're going to get a call. Call number. You're going. Yeah, but you 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 you're going to get a call from me shortly because we're about to start a foundation called What's Your Number. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, we're about to do this thing. We're about to take it to another level, and we're going to need your help. Okay. You and Robert. Okay. okay. So, okay. yeah, this is this is, this is is just the beginning. This is you know, right here. This, 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 is, this is real. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times people will start something like that because, you know, they've been through it. We haven't been through it, but you guys have. So mm-hmm. sometimes we can, we can, we can lean on, on, your experience and your knowledge of telling the truth, just like tonight, a lot of people are going to hear this show, a lot. And they're going to sit back and be like, wow, I didn't know that. Just like the reactions that we're getting, they're going to get. When it hits HUR, they're going to be like, whoa. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And that's what people need to know because we don't go get checked out and we end up, you know, in a situation where now it's compromised and our family has to come and step in. You know what I'm saying? Right. And for that, it can be avoided. And the thing that it can be avoided is, like you said, a digital exam and a blood test. You're in and out of the day in a half an hour. Mm-hmm. You're not dead. Yeah, and, and half an hour. One thing about out. it, Tony. Hmm? 
I think we need to change the, the movement from what's your number to no erection. That's going to get your attention. Yeah. 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 So listen, listen. Before they go, before anybody goes, I want to just touch on, Andrew, are you still there or did Andrew go? No, he, no, no, no. He gone, okay. No. Yep. There's one thing that, that, there's something else, and that's that, that's that colonoscopy. Okay. Now, I don't know how many people on this radio show have had, actually had a colonoscopy. But that's another yeah, I've thing had that one. we have. Yes, I yeah. have one. I have two. I've had one, too. Yeah, I've only had one. Um, but, guys. Is the, col- is the colonoscopy for the prostate? Can they check it while they're in there for everything nah, like that? No, that's, that's different. Nah, that's different. That's for your colon, your lower intestine. Man. Yeah. So I mean that's now, something. And that, that's 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 a little that's a little bit deeper than the other thing that the digital thing, right? No, 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 no. It's not. It's not. It's not deeper because I mean it's still cancer to kill you, but it's got nothing to do with your your gland, your main your main vein. You know what I'm saying? So. But. So you're going have to put you to sleep for that one. Yes. Yeah, they okay. put you. Yeah, they put you to sleep. Yes. Yep. Okay. It's the easiest one. Of, it's one of the easiest exams you will ever take. I believe. I think. What do you got? The hardest, I'd rather drinking, drinking the fluid prior. Prior to that. Yes, that's the hardest. Prior yeah. to that. I'd rather I'd rather have a colonoscopy than have a root canal. Oh yeah. <laughs> Any day of the week. Wow. Any day of the week. But people don't Tony, know that. They're like, Tony, people just don't Tony, know that. Tony, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Making me think about you, brother. <laughs> now, now, would you rather have the digital thing or the colonoscopy? Let, let me I'd rather have the colonoscopy. I'd rather call it, yeah, well, okay. I, we got to be honest with them. We have to be honest with them about the digital. Because they're going to find out. Before you, before you go there, what... What is the colonoscopy putting the finger in the butt too or something? No, no. No, totally no. Totally no, that's a gallon of some stuff that tastes like Oh man, I don't even know the name it of it. Like it tastes like cement. See, I'm uh, like, did you say cement? Uh, cement with the yeah. T on the end? Okay. Yes. <laughs> <You're good. laughs> no, yeah, not cement. Come on, man. Cement. <laughs> Mint. Yeah, no. Come on, y'all. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Come on. Okay, Come I was on. hoping. Yeah, see, mint, uh, brother. Yeah. Mint. Yes, mm. I got you. You heard you right. <laughs> right. So, wait a minute. So, wait a minute. You've had it before, the colonoscopy. Who, me? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. so, but you said it. How you like know how the stuff tastes? I just imagine. Yeah, I've had it. Oh, man. What? I've had it. Anyway, it to doesn't it taste like cement, brother? No. Have you no. Ever no, I'm, I'm just asking because I don't know. The thing about <laughs> the colonoscopy is the preparation for it. When you take the, I think it's called citrate, something like that, where you got to take two of those and you take that pill, that ducolat. I drink the citrate. That's, I had that before my surgery. But the other, yeah. I don't know the name of it. I, I think I threw the... Uh, the prescription thing away. 
but it's, it was it's like a it's almost Super the size of a uh, of some uh, of some antifreeze. <laughs> I mean, it's a big jug, yeah. man. Yeah, so, yeah, I had so that. And you got to drink it, it all, man. It's crazy. It cleans you out, and it cleans yeah. you out so clean, right? This so clean that whatever you drink, if you drinking a yellow Gatorade. A yellow Gatorade is coming out your butt, just the same way. <laughs> That's how clean it is. If you drink it, a, 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 a orange soda, orange soda is coming out your butt. Wow. That's how clean you'll be. But guess what? We all, we all need that cleaning. At some point, you gotta, you know, you know, it's a it's a healthy cleaning. It's just you're gonna be sitting on a toilet for a little while. I'm not a little. So the colonoscopy, the colonoscopy is to just clean you out, right? No, no, bro. that's no. not ready for the cold. Yeah, yeah, that's to prepare you for the cold. Now, so, does something go inside your body for this procedure? Like, I mean, like, I'm not not yeah. a liquid, but do I, they stick something in your yeah, stomach? Yeah, so I, I tell you, after they after like you get cleaned out, you go to the doctor the next day. They give you some. They well, for me, they gave me some anesthesia, a shot to knock me out, outpatient surgery. Uh, they stick a camera up your butt and they look at your colon and they expect inspect the walls of your colon for any uh deformities anything your large intestine the polyps. yeah they're looking for any polyps or anything and if there's polyps they'll remove the polyps and take them out and do the biopsy you won't know because they'll treat it right there and there and they'll let you know now the but reason why you get a colonoscopy is if you like you bleeding when you use the bathroom or you know, you having problems with bowel movements or something like that, or you know, uh, just that's why you get it. Is that something yeah. that you, um, when you go to the doctor to get the whole checkup, is that part of the checkup exam when you say, okay, no. I want the whole? No, not at all. No, not at all. You got to ask. No, yeah, that's a special request. That's a special it's order. Something. It's recommended it's at a certain age. Was it yeah. forty-five? I think. Yeah, and so is the PSA is the same thing. You got to ask for that because if you don't, they ain't gonna just do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta if ask. This is important as we're talking about. It's why important. Why don't they just? Colon cancer is important. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, if it's that is it, if it's that important as what we're talking about, why don't they just do it automatically? And why you have to? Because you you are you are being cared for by an American healthcare system. That's why. Yeah. The objective is not to heal you. The objective is to make money. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. The, object, the objective of this, this radio show is awareness to make sure that you take care of yourself. You be responsible for yourself. Just like Robert told me, I need to know my number. Don't let them people know my number. I need to know my number. You know what I'm saying? You right, need to tell right, your doctor, right. okay, yeah, you need to tell your doctor, hey, I want to have this PSA done and I want to have this colon colonoscopy done. Right. If you get about, say, age 50 and 45, you breathing, if you can hear my voice on this phone, get both of them things done. Period. Be done with yeah. it. Yeah. You rather yeah, but Tony. Yeah, Tony, I hear you, but I, I just really got to ask you, brother. Sure. You stay at the doctor. You know, for and I'm just saying that it's not that you're sick. I'm just saying that you're getting various tests done, and even with the prostate, it's like, all right, sign me up. You know, I need to, I don't know my number. Let me, I mean, let me call the doctor right now and make an appointment. Like, what is, like, like just tell me, like, what happened 
and you talked about, you even mentioned that you were in between jobs, did not have insurance, you still making doctor's appointments. Yep. And, and paying out of my doctor. Like, what? No. No. Like, once like a year. what was it? Like, no, it. once a year. I go once a year. If I need, if I need, um, I go once a year for my physical. That never fails. But that's, but that's what I'm saying, Tony, is that if somebody's out of a job or don't have insurance or just in between or whatever, like, I just want to know why do you specifically make going to the doctor such a priority? Like, what happened to 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 make you like like it's non-negotiable for Tony not to go to the doctor to get these. But listen to his buddies, man. Look at what kind of people he hang out with. You know, you hanging out with people who telling him who who's making him aware that if you don't do it, then this could happen. And then you see people falling off left and right. I mean, I'm, I mean. It, that that right there was kind of like, man, look, these guys are my age. We're doing the same thing. We're golfing buddies. We're doing our thing. And, and I like coming out here, but something's wrong here. I mean, I why is it what? Everybody's not going to be on that bandwagon. Everybody's but, not going to be listen, like, listen, like, listen, listen, here, listen. like good night, guys. Okay, good night, brother. Hey, okay. thank you for coming yeah, on, man. Okay. Appreciate man. Go. appreciate you. Okay, yes, we appreciate that. So, so. Rodney, as as a child, as an adolescent, I, I I grew up in New York, and we always went to the doctor. You always had a physical, always had a physical, and that's just one of the things I kept with me, and I never stopped. I never mm-hmm. stopped. I never said, "Well, I'm gonna get older now. I don't need a physical, whatever." No, found a doctor. I built my doctor over twenty five, thirty years as an adult. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like he knows me. He knows you go to my doctor and you look at my 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 file looks like an encyclopedia book. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So everything that and I and I've gone to several different um you know, insurance companies and I my it was it was non-negotiable. If I can't have my doctor, I'm not going to take your insurance. So it came to a point where I had to take one insurance and they said, well, your doctor isn't a provider. I said, well, no, I don't want the insurance then. I'll just go to my doctor and pay out of pocket. That's the relationship I got with my doctor, and I've always had it. I just trust them that much. You know what I'm saying? So it's time for me to, if I don't go to my physical, they're going to call me and say, you ain't been here. You need to make an appointment and come in and get checked out. So it's not just me, but they come looking for me if I take too long to go. And you're not skipping it. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm feeling good. You know, I'll catch y'all next year. You're not saying I'll that. I'll skip it. I'll skip it. I'll reschedule it for maybe three weeks. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm all right. That's what, you, you're not going to skip it for next year, though. You know, you can be like, no, oh, I'm good no. this year. I'll holler at y'all next year. Like, no, that's not going to no, happen. No, no, And especially but, but, now, but the, the problem, the, the brother said it was, his numbers was 2.0, and then the next year it was 4.0, where it was 2.0 is not really a big deal. I mean, it's, it's something to think about, but 4.0 is within 12 months. The brother said six he, months later. Yeah. It's two stories. Ron said within six months, one guy died within six months of finding out. Yeah. Rob said that it was two, 2.0 PSA, and then the next year it was 4.0, which now it's time to go get a biopsy. So now, yeah. even now, more so, oh, no, now for me it's six months, every six months. Not every year. Well, well, the problem that I have with these doctors, though, the problem that I have is you're not telling me what to do to stay away from you. 
because I don't want to keep coming back. I want to get healthy. I want to be fixed. Now, if you can provide a, okay, I'm going to check you out. You're healthy. This is what I want you to do. Keep doing what you're doing or get off to this or start running a lot more, and then you come to me one more time to make sure that you're on point, and then you don't have to come to me for another five years or another seven years. Damn, damn, I mean, it damn, shouldn't damn, have to be damn, that regular. Damn, Damn. Damn. Hold on, sir. Hold on, sir. Rodney, let me help him out. Then I got to say something. Go ahead. When I I went to get get a stress test done, when I found out I had high blood pressure, I was in denial. I went to get a stress test done from a heart specialist where they hook you up to a machine and make you run on a treadmill till you almost Mm -hmm. pass out. I said, okay, when you want me to come back? He said, come back in seven years. When I went to get my colonoscopy done, I said, when do you need me to come back? He said, come back in seven years. Everything's fine. There's no problem. Come back in seven years. When I went to go to my doctor just now, and I got my PSA done and everything, I said, when do you need me to come back? He said, come back in six months. They're going to tell you when to come back. But you you okay. have to start going so you get those conversations. If you don't go, you not, you don't know what they're going to say to you. But you can't find a doctor that's money hungry. You can't find a doctor that's going to be like, give me a referral every time. You got to find an old school doctor that that actually cares about people and not the money. That's right. why I don't change doctors. And that's what I was going to just say is that you know you talk about and you're a spiritual man, Darren. I mean it is what it is. And but you talk about what the doctor can tell you to keep you away from him. You know what happened to you know study to show thyself approved. You know, I mean, yeah, that's you, the you, word. You, it's, it's not. You it's can not, do this research for yourself. Like, you don't need a doctor. I mean, that's what, you don't need a that's, doctor. That's what I'm saying. This is this is what I'm saying. When I study, when I, when I study, when I study, when I study cancer, when I study the how does it come to your body? How is it activated? How are those little cells, you know, uh, uh, aggravated and agitated to take over? You know, your whole a uh, part of your body or piece of your body. These are the things that I study and how to eat and what to do to keep to prevent, you know, these things from happening to you. And when I when I did that, then it, it that's how I live my life according to, you know, those studies or the things that I that I you know came up with in my studies. So after that's happening, you still saying it's a reason to go. And that's what I'm saying. If you if you're doing the things that you're supposed to do, and I just want to know if the doctors are telling people. Hey, this is what you need to do to get a clean bill of health, and you don't have to see me as often because, look, whatever you're doing, you're doing it right. Or, look, whatever you're doing, you're causing this thing or you're aggravating this thing in in, a, in six months. You might have this, that, and a third going on inside your body that you're not aware of because it's a silent killer. You know what I mean? Just give us all the information because when I went to the doctor to talk to my my, my wife's doctor. He broke it down to me. He said, look, we want you to keep coming back because this, this is how we live our life. Our life is living and driven on the life, on the backs of other people being, on account of other people getting sick and not knowing what to do to take care of their body. That's what the doc, it came out of a doctor's mouth. Well, and all I don't care. No doctor tells you. know, but Darren, they can't well, make just, money. I, I, I wonder why he, go ahead. They ain't going to make money, Darren, if there's nothing to treat, buddy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so why would they tell you? Why would they give you something to fix yourself? Why would they no, give you man. about how to? 
Okay, listen, 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 listen. I'll tell you another story. Uh, when I went to the doctor um, last year to get my physical before this one, when I called the nurse to find out my results, she said, everything looks good, but she said, your sugar is elevated. That's okay. what she said. And I was like, what? Diabetes? She's like, no, no, it's not that. It's just your sugar is elevated. I said, so what do I need to do to get it back right? And she said, okay, these are the foods that you need to stay away from. You know that whole year I stayed away from those foods? When I went back again, I said, how's my sugar? She said, your sugar's perfect. So they tell you what to do. They tell you what to do, but you got to ask. You got to be proactive. You got to ask. Yeah, you got to be yeah. proactive, and you got to remember too. And I give you, I give you a story. Tony giving stories. I give you a story. Now I went to the dentist last week. You know, she told me she said, "Rodney, are you flossing? You should probably floss. You know, so we won't have as much, you know, buildup." And she tells me that every six months I go. Does Rodney floss? No, never. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Now. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. She, she's looking out for me, and she literally, Rodney, I told you last time, she tells me every time. I'm like, I know. Yes, Doc. Yes, Dennis. I know. So you got to realize that, you know, if you're the eighth patient and he's telling, well, you got to run and eat it. I mean, and the people don't do it. You know, some people do. Like, you tell my wife that she, whatever. She, all right, yes, Doc. You, you tell Tony, stay away from these foods, Tony. And he does the, the, you know, he does it for a year and stays away from those certain foods. But other ain't going to do it. So you can't look at it like, you know, everybody, every doctor is going to give you a preventative measure to keep you from their office. And then everybody is not going to follow the doctor's orders when they give an order. So it's, it's a mm-hmm. lot of variables in there where you're not going to get a consistent, you know, doctor says run three miles each day of the week and eat a fruit. and I mean, and then that person goes and does it like clockwork. I mean, it just doesn't work like that. I mean, we're people. We don't do how we're supposed to do. So the dog is probably just like, eh. you know, I could tell him he could run and do some exercise, but I don't feel like cause he ain't going to ride and he ain't going to do it anyway. I ain't running nowhere. <laughs> Even though I know I need to. I know I, I don't exercise. But it, and that's the thing is that, you know, I ain't running nowhere. So, I mean, he could – he could tell me that all he wants, and I'll be like, yes. I'm be nodding my head, yes, doc. Yes. How many miles? Okay. How many? Okay. Yeah. And then I'm going to go out and do whatever Rodney does normal and hopefully cross my fingers that I'll be all right the next time I come see him. And you're, and you're a perfect advocate for prostate cancer and all these other things because you ain't going to listen to the doctor. <laughs> You're begging for it. <laughs> I told you I'm going. I'm gonna kill these two birds with one stone. Now that I know I can get this done through the urologist, so. But uh, but yeah. I'm I'm definitely going easy. If I if I don't make it to the doctor down here on these three four days, and I'm down here. I'm definitely going to call while I'm down here and make an appointment and see if uh, uh with that number that you gave me, Tony. Yeah, it's important, man. Yeah, I, it's important, brother. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I'd rather know than not know, and that's why I go. You know. I'm not any different than anybody else on this talk show. You know, it's just that, like I said, I've been taking physicals my whole life, and it's just been it's just been a part of me. So I just never yeah, stopped. And I haven't. You know, I haven't. You it know. ain't been a part of me at all. I mean, hey, you know, we pour testing on it, like you said, and take two of these and, and go on back outside. <laughs> you know, that's the you life know, we I'm, live, you know. I'm kind of like Tony, but at the same token, 
you know, I got physicals every year, played sports, played football, basketball, baseball, everything. And, um, you know, as an adult, that, that was it. I ain't get no more physicals as an adult, not like Tony. You know, Tony kept yeah. it going for 30 years. So, yeah. again, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. And I don't have a choice at this point because, you know, again, like I said, they're going to come looking for me. Let me stay out a year and three months. They will call my phone, and it's already programmed, and I, I know what the call's about. You know, where you at? And, and, and then, the, again, they got me by the short hairs because I'm taking medication for high blood pressure <laughs> that I need to take. So, you know, I'll call in the prescription. They'd be like, wait a minute, you ain't had your physical. We ain't filling your prescription. You need to come in here and see us. So, right. you, so you ready to come off that? So you ready to come off that high blood pressure stuff? What you gonna do? I mean, I don't have it. It is what it, it's. It's it, to me. I look at it like it's like taking a daily vitamin. That's no, how no, I no. look at it. I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm saying not needing. That's not a yeah, reality. You, yeah, and, that, and that, that's what I'll that say is that. Yeah, it's not a reality you, to me. Yeah, and the thing is okay. that I think you 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 saw it. I mean, you it was a, a step of faith. Yeah. You know, for you to dump your pills, to throw them in the toilet or whatever you did and just never look back. Whereas you got to let Tony take his high blood pressure pill every day or whatever he does. I mean, that that ain't his face step. That ain't his, his walk to dump his pills yeah. down the toilet. Mm-hmm. That's yours. You know, That's so yours. like yeah. I said, I mean, No, 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 no. What I'm saying, what I'm saying, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm talking basic exercise and basic eating habits, but adjustment to your eating habits. And going back to the doctor after three months to see what he say about your high blood pressure and to see if it's a, uh, a blood pressure problem then. That's what I'm asking. It, it, no, it's not. It's not. Again, I, my my eating habits, like I told you when I went there last time, he couldn't believe how low my cholesterol was. Couldn't believe it. Never had a cholesterol problem. But but right. the high blood pressure. I got a gym membership over. and I was going to the gym at least two times a week. So there's my thirty, you know, there's my thirty minutes of working out, and I was probably spending an hour, hour and a half when I go. You know, and when I do play golf, I don't ride the cart all the time. I walk, you know, to and from my ball. So I'm getting some exercise in. So it wasn't that. It's just that I think that my my entire family has high blood pressure. Everybody. There it is. There it is. I just and, I, and I, I just I just I give you I give you an example, Darren. I had a lady that used to work for me, um, a little Asian lady. She was probably about ninety nine pounds. She ate like rice and boiled vegetables, and I mean she did not eat cheeseburgers. You know, we go to Chipotle, make a Chipotle run, or go to Chili's. Like you want some? She'd be like, Nah, I'm gonna eat this rice and I mean just healthy stuff. She was on high blood pressure medication because it ran in her family. And her doctor, she go to the doctor all the time. She eats, she eats the best, but she could not do anything about her pressure because it was hereditary. It was in her genes, and it's a little lady. I mean, teeny lady that ate healthy all day long, every day. Yep. yep. You just, you know, I mean, you take a pill, you do what you got to do, and keep living. No symptoms. All right. Yeah. No symptoms. No headaches. None of that. Shortness of breath, none of that. I would have never known. So, mm. okay, you know. okay. Well, this has been an inspirational show. 
you know, definitely. I don't, I don't, I don't really change my mind a whole lot once I'm stuck on something. But this, this is one of the ones that that adjusted my thinking just a tad bit. You know what I mean? Not losing faith in God, and at the same time, just just double checking, not double checking behind God, but just you know, when you say it's taking the man away, that definitely, you know, had me twerking. Hmm. Yeah, so that means the bet, the roof, Chris bet is off because you're going to the doctor. No, 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 I'm still going. I'm still going. <laughs> that, that, that means it's really on. That means it's really on. But you know, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it when I get back. And you know, I, of course, I'm about to go down here and may indulge in a little eat unhealthy eat. You know, so that might elevate some to some, some signs. But I'm not. I don't ever overdo anything like that. You know. So, uh, but yeah, we, the roof, Chris bet is definitely on. It, it's still on. <laughs> I want that steak. You say you want that steak? <laughs> I want that it's steak. Unhealthy, it's unhealthy, though. It's unhealthy, though. Yeah, yeah, he's going to get it. that? Red meat is unhealthy? What are you talking about? Man, you great. Clogs your arteries. <laughs> it is, though. It is, though. It, listen, listen. Pork, pork and red meat is a solid killer. It's a solid killer. There's no way around it. You got to know it. Beef? And that chicken, and listen, that chicken is just as bad because it's manufactured. So, wait a minute. So, you can't you can't eat nothing? <laughs> you need like, some rice told, and boil some vegetables. That's I, it. No, right. apparently not because there's something wrong with her, too. <laughs> Hers is hereditary, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. I, mean, you, you can't do, you can't, I mean, you can't do nothing. I mean, I might well... You know, just go ahead and accept the fact that I'm going to die of something and just keep living in there and not get a uh, a prostate removal. There, you you can change your lifestyle. Uh, I don't know if you know this for about two weeks now. I don't eat any beef, chicken, or pork. What? My man. You know, my man. You're crazy. That dude's but, crazy. But Ike, but Ike, but Ike, yeah. Ike no. you ate shrimp. That's high cholesterol. Yeah, I eat shrimp. I eat seafood. But I don't eat you beef, chicken, or pork. You might well, you, I might, you might as well eat that because you're gonna get something from eating something. <laughs> but like I said, now the the differences that I've noticed in myself from not eating the beef, chicken, and pork have been immediate. And like as far as what, your, what, what, what's what's like as far as sluggish, how I feel, uh, digestive system, uh, energy level, uh, sleeping habit, okay. habits. Uh, right. Because right. I felt like I felt like I was eating too much uh, beef, chicken, and pork. I How just felt exercise? like I was. How much exercise? What's that now? I do. Um, I got this workout on Facebook. I'll send it to you. Okay. I'll send okay. it to send you. It to me too. But, send it to me too. But the exercising wasn't. You know, it, the exercising is great, but you can't exercise away bad eating habits. No. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's why I said exercise and eating right. I didn't say you can't do you can't do one without the other. You got to do both. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just telling I, I you. I'm just telling you for us uh, black black men especially, uh, our current diets here in America. You know, we eat too much meat. We do, and I believe, and I, I believed I was, and uh, the changes I've noticed in my body have been immediate. Immediate. Thank you. Tell them and listen, listen, Ike. Tell them about the and I don't want to be, I don't want to disgust anybody out, but this is something that we all need to do. If you don't do it, 
When you have a bowel movement, look at it. It'll tell you a whole story. Mm. A lot of times we just wipe and keep it moving. Look at it. See if it's full. See if it's long. See if it's floating. You know, you got to study, and, and that will help you understand how your colon is processing its food. Yeah, if it's floating, if it's floating, you got fiber. I mean, you can look this up on the internet. Um, yeah, you can look it up on the internet. Color. If it's floating, go know, ahead, go ahead. If it's floating, then what? You got fiber. You you have you 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 know you you have a diet that has uh, some you know some fiber, fiber, fiber in it. Yeah. 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 Uh, if, look, if these if are just things just down, to look at. Sure. If you sit down and you have a bowel movement. And in two seconds, it's out, and then you look, and the whole tub is full. I mean, the whole bowl is full, and it's a train line. That shows you as a healthy, a healthy colon. That means there's no, there's no polyps that's breaking it. You know what I'm saying? There's no breaking, breaking the chain of of feces coming out. So I mean, I would, if anybody, just study what it, what what it's supposed to look like when it comes out, and it's supposed to be light. If it's light, that means there's no blood in your stool. When it's black. And maybe mm. you may have a little blood in your stool too. So there's a lot of things we gotta keep an eye on on a daily basis. Too. Yeah, that's, that's mm. good. Yeah. I ain't never know about that. I just use the flushing and keep it moving. <laughs> Don't got it. turn around, take another step, look at it, see what it is. I'm not taking about to tell you, grab it and take it out. I'm just look and take a look, <laughs> keep moving. Right. Now anybody right, right. might be that's telling you some stuff, man. Just need to check it out, man. That's all, man. It's not yeah. not a big deal. man. No, I mean, but uh, that's like for me, like, and Darren, honestly, I started this out as a diet, but the way I feel afterwards, it's like, nah, I'm just going to stick to this. Yeah, and I mean, wow. you know, for Thanksgiving, I want to eat meat. I want to eat meat on Thanksgiving. But after the, after Thanksgiving, then that's it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So I can't, I, can't, I can't bring you over there for a steak dinner. Uh, you can do steak, but I'm I'm not gonna eat it. Mm. Mm. Man. I'm not gonna eat it. There, you know, my wife she still eats beef and everything like that. But my wife, she already naturally has a high fiber diet, and uh, by just the way she eats anyway. So the the meat that she eats it doesn't hurt her. But me, I eat too much meat. Oh, okay, okay. So it's an it's so over yeah, I, I I cut. I have to cut back. I eating it for breakfast, eating it for lunch, eating it for dinner. I'm like, wait a minute, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's too much. That's too much. And, and you know that you know because you know we as you know sometimes we get the whole well you know chicken is fine. I'm gonna bake some skinless chicken. You know I tried that. <laughs> I, mean, I need <laughs> yeah. to do something drastic. <laughs> so so you know what I learned a long time ago. I learned a long time ago. My mother used to cook steak, right? And she would put, um, take the steak out of the oven, right? And the steak would still be hot and still be cooking without the heat. And I never understood that until I started eating it more. And then the reason, one of the reasons why I stopped eating it is because what's your body temperature in your stomach? What do you guys think it is? Ninety-eight point something, a hundred something degrees. No, it's a little bit hotter than that. So a little hotter than that, right? So yeah, you eat you eat that red meat. It takes I don't know a week to digest to come out. Most people maybe four at least four days. It don't come out right away because it stays in there the longest the red meat. So it stays in there and it's still cooking. 
Mm. You ever thought about that? It's in your body. It's in that warm place, so it's still cooking. Mm. I ain't thinking about it like that. It's concrete. Well, I mean, you got the temperature. Listen, you got the temperature of a stove in your body. Think about it. If If you you eat it like your mama cooking it. Hmm. If you eat it like your mama cooking it, but I, I don't, I don't eat it like that. Do you eat raw steak? So if you put raw steak in your in the oven, what's gonna happen? It's gonna cook if you turn and got the oven on. But I'm saying I grill it and it cool down, you know. So when you put your food on warm, I mean, just to keep it warm, what's about 100 degrees? Yeah, keep it nice and hot. Mm About 100 degrees, right? So what's the temperature in your body? About About 100. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so what's it doing to the meat? I'm just saying meat because it, because it takes it stays in your system so long to digest it's still in there. It's, oh, okay. You know that's you, you see what I'm saying it's still cooking. Yeah, I know. For me, I don't eat a lot of. I mean, I like steak, and I'm not anti beef or steak or chicken or anything like that crazy talk that Ike is talking about. But um, I know when I eat a steak. Or a cheeseburger or something. Usually, it'll come right out of me same day. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that um, means you, well, that, you got a good digestive system. That's all that. Yeah, because my body not used to eating that every day. It ain't used to eating all that red meat every day. So when it gets some, it's like, ooh. You gotta, yeah, but nah. listen, don't get it fooled, Rodney. That comes in your body and it just pushes out something else that should be coming out. It doesn't mean that that comes out. It pushes something mm-hmm. else out. And it all looks the gotcha. same in the twin. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> that red meat might still be in that joint. It just pushes that chicken out that you ate earlier. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, and let me ask you this. What can you get some of that stuff that the doctor gives you to clean out for the colonoscopy? Can you buy that off the shelf? What's it called? Walmart, they got it. Um, citrus. Uh, cit- citrus. I, I got it. It's citrus something. Citrus sale. Hold on, right? Citrus sale. In the yeah. central cell? Hold on yeah. one second. I'll go get it. Hold on one second. And you drink the whole bottle. You drink the the whole entire thing. Which yeah, he got to go get it. He got to go get it. All right, well, I'm going to call him tomorrow. I promise you that. I'll call him tomorrow. It's in Silver Spring. Hey, fellas, we got to go. We got to go. We out of time. Holler at y'all next week.